Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Data on Tolbert Show. I'm your host, Data on Tolbert, back live tonight to talk about a an issue that you know we've we've uh, been mentioning over the last few shows, and wasn't expecting to do it so soon. But <clears throat> um, God kind of spoke to me and said, you know what? Now's the time to talk about the Ten Commandments. You know, we we look at society, we look at you know the political system, we look at you know the world as a whole. You know what I mean? We look at Facebook look at the entertainment, you know, industry and uh what happens is, you know, we are a lawless nation. You know, everybody's out there kind of doing what they want to do. Everybody's out there just kind of uh, you know, as Alistair Crowley says, do as thou wilt, as Pepsi says, live for now. A lot of these slogans that are just you know, leading us to behave in a manner, YOLO, what is it, you only live once, all these little ridiculous sayings. But what we as believers need to understand is that there's actually consequences, there's actually a law, there's actually commandments that were put in place uh, by God, in fact, to, to guide us as far as how to live and, you know, and how to treat each other. And, you know, and so what I want to do tonight is, is step outside of, well, really not so much, I was going to say step outside of what we normally do, uh, but it's really not stepping outside, you know what I mean, because everything we do here is centered around the word, is centered around relationships and, and, and dating and marriage and love. And, and what we want to do tonight is talk about those things, but in regards to what the word said back in the Old Testament. We want to get a glimpse into some of the things that God was feeling, you know, some of the things that were on his mind in, in regards to how we should uh, interact with each other, uh, each other. So that's what we're going to do tonight, you guys. Welcome to call in with any comments, uh, questions, feedback. Um, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a deep topic. You know, um, I'll say that obviously, you know, anything dealing with the Bible, but certainly anything dealing with, you know, going back to the Old Testament is obviously going to be deep. It's going to be involved, but we want to lighten it up a little bit tonight. You know what I mean? We we we'll save the, you know, the debating. You know what I mean? I, I was at a. Uh, a, uh, re- I think I told y'all a couple months ago. I was at a, uh, a Bible study, you know, um, you know, and uh, a lot of like a lot of different people, a lot of believers, but you know, who believe in different things, different interpretations of the Bible, different doctrines. You know, they were getting into the like, you know, what I'm saying, they like a lot of people take it seriously. So um, we're not going to do that tonight, but we want to just really talk about it from a general perspective, and um, you know, look at. You know, our actions, you know, look at, you know, what things from the word, what things from biblical times are still applicable today. What's well, all applicable, you know what I mean? What what things are, um, you know, are problematic as far as our everyday lives and things that we need to maybe change in regards to what the word says. So that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. A little bit later, I want to get into some of the uh, emotional availability pop quizzes Results. A lot of people are still commenting on on those over in the friends group. Shout out to you guys. Um, Courtney is here with me tonight. Courtney, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. The Ten Commandments. Not something that I keep, I keep saying that, but I mean, is there anything that we really haven't talked about, or you can't expect us to talk about after you know pretty much ten years of talking about everything and anything under the sun? Right, I feel like we have talked about everything. We have literally covered every topic. 
one of the things about me is, and you guys will, if you, you know this about me, if you're, you know, have been around for some time, but if you're a newer listener, you know that there's no topic that intimidates me. There's no topic that I'm afraid to touch. I mean, the, here with this show, you know, it's not about ratings. It's not about popularity. It's not about, you know, controversy. It's just about, you know, realness and, and talking about the things that I want to talk about, talking about the things that you want to hear talked about. Um, talking about the things that, like, cause me, and I, I tell you guys from, this from time to time. You know, I'm a fan of talk radio. Okay, me personally, like, you know, and it's unfortunate that there are not a lot of places that I can go where I feel like I can listen to entertaining talk radio. You know, that are actually talking about something. You know, substantial. You know, and so I try to do this show from the perspective of a listener. You know, a fan. You know, someone who enjoys listening to good topics being discussed. So, you know, and if you guys have your own topics, definitely, you know, feel free to email me. You know, talk about them in the group, and we definitely will talk about them here on the show. Because Courtney said, I mean, there's so many topics that we have, we've already talked about, but there's a lot of things I still want to talk about. So, um, look out for some some really good shows. In fact, um, shout out to you guys who tuned in. We were last live on Friday night. We were live on Keeping It Real Fridays. If you missed it. We talked about why black America hates Stacey Dash. I mean, obviously, we talked about a lot of things. You know, it was an advice, uh, Ask Day Nine Advice Hour edition of Keeping It Real Friday. So we talked about a lot of things, but that was the main topic that, um, in regards to her new position with, um, you know, Fox News and, you know, and, and how we as the, the black community, unfortunately, uh, on a large scale, only tend to, uh, you know, support what is politically correct, what is socially correct you know what's popular and um you know we're all here to um you know just express our own opinions and if somebody's opinion differs then that shouldn't be that shouldn't be a problem so um definitely in fact Courtney I mean you were live obviously with us um any thoughts on that before we get into the Ten Commandments tonight oh I was going to say you know I really enjoyed the show and um I received some feedback on it like you know people were saying that they were glad that we, you know, talked about it and we touched on um, actually a lot of things. But really, you know, the Stacey Dash situation, a lot of people were really hyped about the show. So, yeah, it was good. And definitely, you know, I, I was saying on um, on the – and we'll talk a little bit about this tonight, but I was saying on Friday night that, you know, it's it's you know this show is really, you know, an opportunity for a lot of people to stay out of trouble, you know, to stay out of the club, stay out of somebody's bed, stay off somebody's couch, stay out of the some type of meaningless dating situation. You know, because, it's, you know, even if it's a, a rerun, even if we're not live, I mean, it's an opportunity for you to get caught up on some information that you may have not heard before. And, um, you know, it, it's entertaining, you know, above, you know, everything else. I mean, it's entertaining, it's informative. It, you know, it, it, it actually, funny thing is, it actually qualifies as your time with God, you know what I mean? Like that spiritual time, that, you know, getting into the Word, which we're, which we're going to do tonight. You know, you always want to make time in your day, you know, for that, for God. And, you know, what what better way to do that than to, you know, relate the Word to your everyday dating life and, uh, you know, things like that. So I'm excited tonight. Uh, again, you guys are welcome to call in with any comments, questions, feedback, anything, um, or just listen in, man, 646-200-0366. Courtney, let's jump right into it. Um, when you think of, and I, you know, I put a challenge out there for you guys a few months ago. 
and the challenge. And, sh- and just real quick, shout out to everyone, and I just commend everyone who has taken up the challenge to to go ahead and get into the word. You know, and, and like you know, we talk about that. You know, we it's become cliche. Get into the word or read your Bible. I mean, it's like what what does that mean though? You know, because a lot of people, you know, it's like, all right, whatever, I have a Bible, but that thing has dust on it. You know what I mean? Have you ever had a, du- a Bible with dust on it, Courtney? <laughs> dust, dirt, stains, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm going to be real with you. I had, I went to some place, and my, I left my Bible outside, and it got rained on, and it was just, like, ruined. And I actually still have it. It was the first Bible that I've ever had, and it was just, like, destroyed. And that just goes to show you how... How lackadaisical, you know, I was in regards to the word and, you know, and God's word and just, you know, having a Bible and, you know, obviously if you leave it outside and gets destroyed, it's chances of you, you know, reading it are, you know, slim to none. But, you know, I'm glad that I have that newfound desire. I shouldn't say newfound, but I just have that desire, and I encourage you all to share that desire to just read the Bible as it as if. You know, it's you know a, a fiction novel, like something you may read, you know, for for recreational purposes. And I encourage you all to look at. It. Here's the thing: if you don't look at it like that, then something's wrong. You know, and I know a lot of you know what I'm talking about. You know, it's like okay, I look at it, or I read it, but because I want to get closer to God, or I want to know something, or I want to study, it doesn't have to be like that. It's actually like if you really sit down and get, you know. Uh, a, a you know a new living translation which we're going to be reading from uh you know tonight and talking about you know it's you're going to look at it from a different perspective you know you're just going to sit back and read it you know as if it's a i mean it is a story but you know what i mean just you just read it non-stop back to back to back and you will be blessed you'll be entertained and and it will you know what i'm saying it will show you so many different things about what you see from you know from society from politics from entertainment um, from everything, friendships, dating, relationships, you'll see everything. And so I would encourage everybody just to, you know, who cares what you did before? It doesn't matter. Just start, even if you have, like I said before, even if you have to go buy a brand new Bible, just go ahead and do it. Go buy a highlighter and just really sit back and, and, and just read it, you know. And, and throughout the, the next several months, we will do a number of these types of shows straight from the Word, straight, just talking about it. And let me just say this, too, because I know there are a lot of haters out there. Um, let me just say this. I am no biblical scholar. Courtney is no biblical scholar. That's not we're not here to preach to you. We're not here to even teach you necessarily. I'm just a real guy, you know what I mean, who likes talking about real issues. I love God, you know what I mean? And and if there's somebody out there and I'm sure there are who 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 are or maybe even claim to be more biblically not versed and well versed and and you know, uh hey, by all means Feel free to call in if you hear something you disagree with, if you hear something that could be said a different way or maybe something that's downright whatever. Call in. Let me know, and we can talk about it because that's what we're here for. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're all here for is to discuss. You know, I just want to talk about this stuff. And and once we, as believers, as Christians, as individuals, start having more conversations about what's going on in the world, what's going on in the Word, then we will all see things differently doesn't have to be a debate, doesn't have to be an argument, doesn't have to be, oh, he's better than you, or, you know, she's, it's not about that, it's just about, look, we all love God, let's talk about God. Is that okay, Courtney, you cool with that? Yes, I am, I'm excited. You ever meet, 
You ever meet people with, with biblical sticks up their butts? Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, I have. Like, I'm like, hold on, what? who put this stick up your butt? You know, it doesn't have to be like that. It's like, oh, I I do this, Y, and, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I'm, you know what I'm saying? Too cool, too cool to just discuss. You know, feel like they're on another biblical level, another spiritual level. It's not about that. You know what I'm saying? It's not about that. And then they got the nerve to wonder why they're not being blessed, why they're mad at the world, you know? And, and the, the word, being a Christian in general, doesn't have to be uncomfortable. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be miserable. In fact, you should be happy. People should be able to see the joy of the Lord in you. You know what I'm saying? You you know, so so just think about that stuff. Had a great weekend. You know, I know this is like off the topic, but I had a great, you know, weekend. Got a chance to go to, uh, you know, hang out with, with my daughter and my wife. We went to the, and uh, some good friends and their daughter over at the uh, Please Touch Museum here in Philadelphia. If you guys are in Philly and you have kids, definitely take them out to the, uh, out to the museum because uh, it's it's a great place for kids and a lot of stuff for them to do and and I say I, I say all that to say you know you know when you have something to live for life is going to be a lot you're going to be a lot happier you know what I mean like you're you're going to be happy like you know if you look at people who are miserable who are depressed one they don't have the word one two they don't have God in their lives but aside from that they don't have anything to look forward to a lot of times when you look at you know, certain individuals who are just negative, it's because they've lost hope of, the, well, they've lost hope and they've lost faith, but they've started to believe the lie that whatever they're going through at that point is all they're going to have. And when you start believing that lie, it's all downhill from there. You know, so I would just encourage everybody to never lose hope. You know, really sit back and self-reflect on what you want in life. You know, what kind of life you want, whether that's love, you want to be a wife, you want to be a husband, you know, you want to, you want kids, you want a family. Uh, you know, keep your eye on the prize, as my mom always used to tell me, and, and, and believe in God. Because if you don't, if you get into that depressed spirit, that depressed state of mind, that, oh, yeah, all men are dogs, and I ain't going to have nothing, and, you know, this and that, you know, you're just going to be lonely, you're going to be depressed, and, and that's when the voices start talking to you, that's when the enemy starts talking to you, that's when the voices start saying, oh, I should just go ahead and kill myself. I mean, come on, y'all know what I'm talking about, y'all know those voices, you know what I mean, I've counseled at least well over 100 women who've told me that they've uh, at some point felt uh you know, like it wasn't even worth living anymore because they had believed a lot. So what I'm saying is, you know, as we get into the word tonight, you know, just reflect on, you know, how it's applicable in your life and, and what you want, you know, and don't lose sight of that. Is there anything you can relate to, Courtney? Any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's I can relate to everything you said, just, um, you know, the whole believing a lie of the, the enemy and just thinking that when you're going through, that's just how it's going to always be. You know, and just depression is something serious. Like, it, it is, but at the same time, it is about, you know, positive thinking and just really having faith. And faith is tricky. I shouldn't say tricky, but it's hard for people because it's believing in something you can't see. And I think people want, they want proof. And I, I'm one of those people, like, you know, I want proof. I want to see it, you know. But the good thing, I mean, what you need to do is just believe it before you see it. I think that's where the results come from. Absolutely, absolutely. One of the things let's do. I want to do a little bit of background, just a brief background. If you guys are unfamiliar, and we're and, and shout out to Osho. I, I mentioned last week 
my buddy, my buddy Osho, who is a part of the Tolbert Relationship Counseling family, he's been since just in the last couple of weeks, he's he's spoken to a number of people through counseling, changed you know some lives. So I mean, he's just really a, a spirit. He's you know one of the people who I go to for um, advice, and you know if I'm going through something, you know we talk. And uh, so I would just encourage everybody to you know if you haven't already, reach out, schedule a free consultation with him. Um, you know, info at trctoday.com, call 855-5589, just a spiritual brother, um, a lot of good information. But, you know, as I mentioned last week, we're going to be doing a brand-new show on Sunday nights. Um, well, I shouldn't say Sunday nights, you know, about probably once twice a month. We He's a busy guy, I'm a busy guy, but you know how we do. Definitely at least one or two Sundays a month called Between Brothers. And, and the first show we're going to do is going to really be talking about um, this time period, which which surrounds the Ten Commandments, um, in regards to Moses, in regards to Aaron, and we're going to be talking about turning your back on God, and and how uh, the enemy will 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 steer us in the wrong direction, and cause us to, you know, lose sight of the commandments, lose sight of the blessings that God has bestowed upon us, and uh, you know, and do some things that, you know, are not pleasing to God, and will ultimately you know keep us. From achieving the blessings that we that we seek, so I can't stress enough. Make sure you guys tune in on this Sunday night. Will be the first one, but we're going to be talking. Like I said, you're going to get a, get a little bit of a preview here um, about as far as what's going on. I know Courtney's excited about that, but then again, Courtney's excited about just about everything because she has some psycho tendencies. But <laughs> aside, I sure you know do. I mean? Yeah, right. But what I'm saying is, you guys should be excited genuinely just because it's going to be crazy. You know what I mean? It's going to be off the chain, and um, I'm excited about it. And I, I just talked to Osho today. He's excited about it also. So make sure you tune in to, uh, well, every night, seven nights a week, 365 days a year. You know what I mean? There's always a show on here, unless we have technical difficulties and we, some for some reason, get get shut down. You know what I mean? Get shut out. But, uh, you know, we should we should be here. Um, let's talk about, you know, but I guess where I was going where I was going with that is in regards to the Ten Commandments, Moses, you guys are unfamiliar obviously went up the mountain, you know what I mean, was called up the mountain to to give, because what happened was, and you guys may not, and hopefully you guys are familiar, you you know, you read, you're in the book of Exodus, the enemy, or I shouldn't say the enemy, but we have the enemy, he was, he, he was in the midst of the people, okay, the people of Israel, you know, they were led out of um, Egypt by Moses, um, you know, really, you know, by God, and you know they were on their way to the promised land and unfortunately you know they 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 fell into some hard times there was some some famine there was some roadblocks and you know they started to lose faith and you know on you know and a, a number of things happened but one of the things that happened was is that you know once once they did not see Moses once they felt like they had been abandoned they decided that they were going to, you know, and this, you know, this is a lot of stuff we're going to be talking about on Sunday, but they decided they were going to do some sinful things, basically. You know what I mean? They decided they were going to wild out. You guys ever have anything like that happen to you? you you're you on the right path. You're praying for something, but then you, you decide that, uh, hey, this isn't happening, you know, as fast as I would like it to happen. So you decide to go a different route. But, Courtney, where did that route lead you to? Destruction, sin. Right, right. Um, but but you guys already can relate to that. I know I can relate to that. So 
So, and that's what the people uh, of Israel could relate to um, back back in the Old Testament, which led to Moses coming down and destroying the uh, the original, uh, uh, you know, commandments. You know what I'm saying? That were that were um, you know put together for the people. And um, and so I want to go through though what what was on those tablets. You know what was what was inscribed. What what was the law? What was the word? Uh, the instructions that God put forth for his people to give them some order, to give them a certain way to carry themselves and conduct themselves. What do you think about the Ten Commandments, Courtney? Um, is that ever something, you, something you've ever read and, and reflected on and just thought about? Not until recently, because to be honest, I wasn't reading the Bible like that. Um, I just got you know back into it. But now reading it, yeah, it's, it's amazing just to see how stuff in the Bible, it applies to what's going on now. And it just shows also just how God feels about it, like how strongly he feels um, about that and, and you obeying it and what happens if you don't. Right, and that's the key, what happens if you don't. I think that a lot of times people get uh, get things twisted, you know, because we are living under grace, you know, at this point. You know, they get things twisted as far as, you know, how God feels about certain sin, how God views certain things. And, you know, the law, you know, was there for a reason. You know, it was straight from God. So you never want to take what God believes and, and, and take that for granted because of other things. Which you, you know what I mean? You always want to reflect on them and say, wow, you know, let me at least try to conduct myself um, as best as possible. And we want to talk about, you know, some other things that are going on in society where you can see, you know, if people were, were, were following certain commandments, certain certain instructions, we would not see th- certain things that we see out here. Over in Exodus 20, it says, um, and God spoke all these words. I am your Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You know, and that's just something just to reflect on in and of itself. You know, when you look at, when you read the word as far as what those people were going through, I mean, they were slaves. You know, they were enslaved by the Egyptians. And in fact, you know, I mean, they, they were taken out of slavery, you know, and not shortly after they were removed from actual slavery, you know, they were, they were, they even, I think somebody even said in the, you know, as they were leaving out, why would you? They said, "Look, put us back into slavery. You got us out here in the wilderness. I, we were at least as slaves. You know, we had meals, and you know, we weren't about to die. I mean, why would you?" And they, they were cursing God and cursing Moses, Aaron, and you know, I mean, very unappreciative. You know, I know a lot of unappreciative people. You know, it's like you know they they you know they want one thing. But they have many other things, but because they don't have that one thing, it's like, oh, my gosh, they're cursing God. They're turning their back on God. They're turning to sin. They're accepting that booty call text, you know, just because they feel like they haven't gotten that one thing. God doesn't hear them. But it's not that God doesn't hear them, though, Courtney. It's that that they're not hearing God. Mm -hmm. That's deep, right? But, I mean, it's, it's so true. It's so true. And that's why the majority of them did not make it into the promised land because of that unbelief. Right, right. I am your Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. And all he's really asking here is says, you shall have no other gods before me. Now, now here's the thing. 
I don't think that's too much to ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really don't. I, I don't think that's too much for God to ask. I mean, you know, he's like, look, I did, I've blessed you. I got you out of that relationship. I got you that, that telemarketing job. I just gave you, you know, a job as this supervisor that you've been praying about. You know, I just got you that mortgage. You have food. You have clothes. You have kids. You have your health. You know, and so, you know, and, and and so, some people, some of us, even myself included, at times in my life, have seen all those things and been unappreciative. But all he's saying is, "You shall have no god before me." Well, a lot of people say, "All right, that's cool. I'm not a Muslim. I'm not Buddhist. I'm not Hindu. I'm not, you know, uh, whatever." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't believe in those other, you know, uh, idols or anything. But the reality is you really have to break that down and look at what is he talking about. Yeah, he means, you know, back in the day, you know, and even still people worshipped, you know, um, other actual other gods and believe in, you know, polytheism, you know, multiple gods, you know, Greek mythology, all types of craziness, which, which you know, pertain to other gods that people will worship. Um, and so people do. Some people believe in that stuff. And you say, well, I, that's not me. I don't believe in that. But but do you do you worship money? Mm-hmm. You know, do you worship celebrities? You know, Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, Lady Gaga. Do you worship your career, your job? Are you so obsessed with that promotion that you'll do any and everything for it? Real quick, sidebar. I, I was just, I meant to tell you all this the other night, but this is probably more applicable right now. I was listening to a song, and this really struck me. This was like the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm, I'm listening to, first of all, a couple of months ago, I told you I watched um, uh, Jennifer Hudson and Terrence Howard in Winnie, Winnie Mandela. And uh, did you see that, Courtney? No, but I heard it was good. I heard it was really good. No, it was real, no it didn't have sex in it, so you didn't, you know what I mean? That's why you said, oh, I, I catch really? that on, on bootleg. <laughs> I catch that on. DVD, you know what I mean? Get that from the Chinese corner store, dude. You know, three for five, three for ten, but or three for five, depending on you're in Chicago. So, you know, things be cheap up there. But look, it was, but no, it was very good. It was actually a lot better than Mandela with Idris Elba. Definitely check out Winnie Mandela. And but at the end of the at the end of the movie, it was. Uh, you know, it was a song, and it's called, evidently, uh, Bleed for Love. I don't know if you guys have heard it at all. And uh, if you haven't, just, you know, Google it, look it up, YouTube. I'm like, what the heck? So, I'm, you know, and it had a really nice melody. And, you know, Jennifer Hudson can sing, and so she was killing it. She was killing the song. But she's, you know, basically the, the gist of the song. Have you heard the song, Courtney? You know what I'm talking about or no? No, no. Yo, when you get some time, check it out. It's called Bleed for Love. And she's basically saying, you know, would you... Would you die for me? You know, would you? What would you do for love? It's like a lot of things pertaining to what you would do for love. How far would you go? Then she's like, yo, yo, I don't even want to say it. She's like, some, some, some. Would you sell your soul for it? I'm like, what? Would you? Would you? Hold on. I want to. I'm about to Google the lyrics. Um, but she's like, would you? Would you sell? I got basically singing like, how far would you go? Would you sell your soul for? I'm like, hold on. I'm just thinking. Like, wait a minute, what do you even mean by that? You you see what I'm saying? Like, what does that even mean? Would you sell your soul for love? And I just found that interesting coming from Jennifer Hudson 
because we're singing about love, you know, but, you know, in regards to, and if you believe in love, then you know that God is love. So how are you going to sell your soul? And she's supposed to be a Christian, though, right? Right. And she's at, she's singing a song where she's asking, basically, how far would you go for love? But then she asked the question of, would you sell your soul for it? How do you sell your soul for love when God is love, which is what something that all Christians would believe? Now, many of you may know, we, in fact, you do know if you tuned into our rebroadcast last night of Satanism and blasphemy in the entertainment industry. Definitely, you know, listen to what we talked about, what it takes to be a celebrity, what the Bible says about being loved by the world and having millions of fans and having millions of dollars and different things. And so that is something that is, I thought was very interesting coming from her, supposedly being a Christian, but Christian, but asking, would you sell your soul for for love, and, and so I would just encourage you all to listen to that song and just see, and it was, it stands out like a sore thumb, like that that line is like, whoa, like did y'all hear? That? Like, you know what I mean? What do you what do you mean by that? How do you even? What does that mean? What do you? You guys know exactly what it means, hopefully, because that's what happens. But anyway, I say all that to say, going back to the word, you shall have no other gods before me. So what I'm saying is, a lot of people put money. You know, and that and they worship it. That's their God. A lot of put people put celebrities, careers, love, right? That's what people do. That's how it happens. But the word says God is a jealous God, right? You don't want to anger God. You don't want to put anything ahead of God. If you, you know, in fact, you know, a lot of people will tell you straight up. I say, well, you know, where where are you at in the word right now? Like, no, I don't even have time for that. You know, I got to do X, Y, and Z, da, 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 da. It's like, well, hold on. You wouldn't have to do all those things to do X, Y, and Z if you, unless God gave them to you. So you at least got to make time for God. You know what I mean? You can't put all those things. In fact, you you will not have any of those things unless you put God first. Not Not long term. You know, I mean, you might have a little boyfriend, a little, you know, you might have a little boo. A little little honey bunny, you know, but it won't be the real thing. You will only it might even last a couple years. But unless you do it the right way, it's gonna be temporary and it's gonna be fake. So that's one of the things that God is talking about. You shall have no other gods before me. Whether it's actual people who you know, th- things that people view as gods or you know, these everyday gods that many of us make, you know, bigger than what they should be. Money is not, you know, what do you say? The love of money is the root of all evil? That's what it is. That's what the word says. You ever put anything ahead of God? You ever looked at something else as God, as being the end all and be all? Yes, I have. And I just think of, you know, men I've dated in the past. Like, I've put them on this pedestal. You know, and at that point, the relationship with God was non-existent, you know, because I wanted to do everything on my own. You know, I felt like I wasn't really listening to God, so, yeah. Right, right. You can't do it. And I'm guilty of it, too. I mean, I think there's been a time in all of our lives where we've put things, you know, as a priority that should not have been a priority. You know, and we can all be honest with that because it's all good. 
You know what I mean? We're still here. There's never a it's never too late to do the right thing. It's never too late to open up that Bible. It's never too late to close your legs. It's never too late to delete his number. It's never too late for when he calls you to say, Hey, you know what? Do not call me anymore. I'm not gonna be your hoe anymore. It's never too late. How many how many people have who who have chosen sex on a Friday night as opposed to Friday night Bible study, Wednesday night Bible study, but decided to get smashed off on the, during the week, a midweek pickup. I mean, let's just be, I mean, we're, 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 that's what we're here for tonight, right? Y'all didn't tune in on a Monday night. I know Love and Hip Hop is on, you know, or whatever is on, whatever y'all watch on, on you know what I'm saying, Monday nights. You're not listening to the Ten Commandments because you, you want to be fake. You, you want to be real, you, you know what I mean? You know you need to listen to tonight. So that's the only reason you would tune into the data on Talbot. Who's data on Talbot? Ten Commandments. I want. Nah, you know we're keeping it real. That's why you want to tune in. So let's let's tune in and keep it real. Keep it all the way real. I mean, a lot of a lot of freaks out there, a lot of pimps out there. Yeah, you know I mean, am I lying? No. No. You know, I was these one are, of this, them. <laughs> I mean, I was one of them too. You know. You were the hoe, I was the pimp. You know, we can, so that tells y'all right there we can relate. You know, so I, there were a lot of things that I put ahead of. There was a time I put my career ahead of God, but this show really started excelling. My career really started excelling once I stopped putting doing it for the people, and once I started doing it for Him. That's why you guys are tuning in right now because it's for God. I mean, who? This isn't, you know, listen, guys, this isn't, this is, you don't talk about the Ten Commandments if you want to make money. You don't talk about sin if you want to be popular. Right? Trust me on that. But that's, you see what I'm saying? It's not about that. So it's about putting him first and not putting things ahead of, uh, ahead of him. And, and real quick, just in this moment, man, you know, say a prayer for everybody. Who saw this post, you know, these advertisements or, you know, people talking about, oh, yeah, I'm listening to the show or whatever, and just chose you to say, oh, I ain't listening to that. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm going to go ahead and do whatever I was going to do. I mean, who knows? Maybe they had some other things to do. Or maybe they just were dealing with certain things and said, you know what? Their spirit said, I'm not listening to that crap. I'm not listening to that nigga. I mean, let's just, that's what people be saying. You know what I'm saying? I ain't listening to that <laughs> <laughs> you know that fake blog talk Shh. Listen to that crap And hey, nigga who he think he is I mean that's But that's what I'm saying You gotta pray for people like that Cause that's what people actually say You know what I mean And and then they and then they wonder why they're not being blessed And it's not about me I'm not saying listen to me I'm the end all and be all But I'm saying You know you gotta seek God If you want certain blessings you know, and if you see something that, that touches you and say, wow, you know, hey, you may want to listen to that. In fact, let me tell you a quick story. Me and Osho, we actually had a big debate, but I had to apologize to him because I actually, you know, I didn't agree with him at first, but then I actually prayed about it and I saw that he was right. We had a situation where uh, we went to the movies. It was right around when we saw Noah. We saw Noah together. And then, you know, shout out to everybody who tuned into our all-time classic special on Noah, man. If y'all didn't hear the Noah show, man, you, you, you're missing out. Check it out on the archives if you missed it. But we saw it in the theater, and so Osho, he, he'd be on some other stuff, but it's good, like in a good way. He was like, yo, I'm a, he, uh, you know, I was uh, 
what happened? I think I went to the restroom after the right after the movie was over. He was like, well, look, I'm going to um, go here. I'm going to go and pass out some tracks real quick. I'm going to go try to minister to some people. And so he was going up to people as they were leaving the theater, just asking them, like, yo, you know, what did you think about the, the, the film? Um, you know, you notice, you know, there were a lot of biblical inaccuracies. Like, he was really going into it. And, and one woman, you know, I think I even saw this one. Uh, she was... You could. She was like, "Oh, he was like, you know, what'd you think about it?" And she was like, "Oh yeah, no, nah, I'm, you know, I wasn't really feeling it or whatever like that." And and he was like, "Oh really? Yeah." He was like, "Yeah, it was crazy. It was a total mockery." And she was like, "Yeah, I know." She was like, and he was like, "Well, look, I have a website, and you know, I have some, um, you know, some information about this if you want to learn more about it." And she was like, "Oh no, 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 I don't need that. I'm a minister." And you know, she, ba- and, you know, and so he was he was saying to me like God told him specifically to tell her that. And he show and, and God showed her like, look, this is an opportunity to be blessed. But she turned away from that opportunity, you know. And I was at in the moment I I had this I, it didn't I didn't necessarily see it that way, but he you know I had to really pray about it because he was saying and you're, you're gonna follow me in a minute. There are times when God will speak to you and tell you to do certain things that He will, he will give you certain information. And by given to you by certain people, you may not necessarily agree with the person, but that's information that you know you're supposed to hear in that moment. In that moment, that young woman, she might not have liked the way Osho looked. He might have been a little pushy in in her opinion, but the information that he was going to give her and was trying to give her would have been a blessing to her because she was already feeling what he was talking about, but in her own, you know what I mean? It was, and so that's something I had to pray about, and I saw it, and I, and I was like, wow, that does happen because it's happened to me a lot of times. Has that ever happened to you, Courtney? You you know, someone tried to tell you something that really was was applicable to what you were going through in that moment, but because of the person, because of the situation, you just chose to ignore it? Yes. Yes, that that's happened to me. That and to be honest, that's happened to me when you called me. You know, you call me out. What? Stuff. What? What are you saying? You saying you turned away you from call- something I was trying to tell you? Yes, you you call me out on certain things about myself because I'm not perfect. You know, I have things that I, I'm working on with myself, and you will call me out. And you know, a lot of times I would just ignore it and just be like, oh, whatever. You know, I don't feel I don't feel like dealing with this right now, and I would totally ignore it, and not only ignore it, but do the exact opposite. Mm. So, yes, you know, I can relate. <laughs> oh, we'll talk after the show then. In that case, I didn't know that we we got some stuff to talk. We got a session to do after after tonight. Oh, no, but but that's real though. That's honest. So that's all I'm saying, guys. And it's happened to me too. I, listen. I've, it's happened to me with Osho. You know what I mean? I look, look, buddy. I ain't really trying to talk right now. Like, like there be times, and I don't know if he wants me telling this, but I, I mean, he doesn't care. I'll tell him on on Sunday night. You know what I mean? Uh, there are times where we, we be like, look, man, come on, let's go watch, let's go, um, let's get some Madden in. Come over, you know, get out the PlayStation on the big screen. See what? Let me beat you real quick in NBA 2K Live. You know what I mean? NBA Live or something. You know, and Osho would be like, yo, we'd be playing. And he'd be like, hold on, let me tell you, pause the game. And, you know what I mean, he ministered. I'm like, yo, Osho, man, what's up, man? Let's let's get to it. But you see what I'm saying? And and I really even have to, you know, stop sometimes myself, and, you know, and uh, and accept, you know, what is being said. 
Because in that moment, there may be a word. There may be something that I need to hear in that moment. And you see what I'm saying? None of us, I'm not, you're not, nobody is too big to not be ministered to. You know, or I should say knows it all, knows enough that they don't need some additional information. So back to back to the word. If you guys are just join us, man, this is this is tonight's show, man. We're just talking about the Ten Commandments, um, you know, their relevance in today's society. I mean, we all know that the word is applicable and relevant for all time, but you know what I'm saying? We always don't look at it that way. You know? And that, and that's why we, you know, sometimes find ourselves in Uncomfortable situations, but yeah. So um, that's that's you know he says I'm your Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. And we just have gone over what some of those other gods can be: horoscopes, astrology, you know, um, sex, lust, celebrities. I mean, there's so many different things: cars, jewelry, promotions, work. Husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, wedding, you know, so many different things that can be viewed in that manner, which is one of many of the things that God is referring to. Uh, but keeping it moving, it says, you know, here in the word, you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. That's actually one of my favorite scriptures, you know, but showing love to a thousand generations of those who love me and keep my commands. Now, this is a deep, you know, a lot of people don't want to look at that. They don't really want to dissect that, but so much because the reality is you ask most people, hey, look, you know, let me ask you, do you love God? Who's going to say, no, I don't no, I don't love God? Well, yeah, you, you may love God. I've always loved God. I'm sure Courtney loves God, but do you always keep his commandments? No. I don't, you know, and I you know, I, I haven't historically. I mean, I, I, that's why we're all here. You know, I try my best to. I didn't always try my best to, but I'm saying, you know, I'm sure we all at this point try our best to keep his commandments. But <clears throat> so it's, you know, there is a, you know, you ha- it's a twofold, you know, promise. Yeah, he'll show love to a thousand generations. Of those who love me, but the key is that you have to also keep his commandments, you know. And so that's that's something to keep in mind. And um, if you guys, you know, are newer listeners, I would uh, definitely go through the archives and check out our special on uh, on generational curses. We did a show on generational curses a couple uh, a couple of years ago, which was very informative. You know, um, it says. Um, I am a jealous God punishing the children for the sin of parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Um, your, your thought, anything about generational curses, Courtney? Yeah, I actually, I, I do I do believe in them. I think a lot of the things that, you know, the sins that a lot of people experience, 
you know, can be, you know, traced back, you know, to people and, and their family, you know, the sins of um, those in their families. And But the good thing about it is that it can be broken, but you do need God, you know, to break those um, curses and to break those strongholds. But I, I've seen it firsthand. <clears throat> right. You guys heard an you got an opportunity to hear last night my special on Satanism in the entertainment industry, blasphemy in the entertainment industry. And we talked about people like Kanye West, Jay Z, Oprah, Rihanna, uh, you know, Beyonce, um, a lot of people, Barack Obama, who have who have done certain things that actually go against what this scripture says. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. And um, all I'm going to tell you all is this. I don't even want to go too deep into it, but I'm just going to ask you all to all, if you you haven't already, check out, just do a Google search on Obama builds a throne of Satan. Just Google that, you know what I mean, And, and do some research on what, what what the Luciferian uh, doctrine, you know, in in in, in uh, theology speaks about in regards to the throne of Satan and and Barack Obama's inaugural um, participation in that. That's all I'm gonna say about it. That's all I'm gonna say about it. Just do you know what I mean? Just do do some research and tell me what you find. Let me know what you find. It'll be very interesting. You know what I mean? It's interesting. Um, but so do not make for yourself. You ever you ever look at hip hop? You ever look at you know some of these videos? A lot of these rappers wear Jesus pieces. Courtney. Yes. Yeah, I do. I thought of Kanye West as soon as you said that. Right. But yeah. Right. Right. Because Kanye West raps about Jesus pieces. He you know even made a Jesus piece with his own face. On it in the image of Christ. That's like that's like triple mockery, you know, right there. I mean, not only is it bad enough to just wear a Jesus piece, but this guy he put himself as Jesus on the on the Jesus piece. Like <laughs> they put him underneath hell for that one. I mean, he, he's a he's a funny dude, man. This guy. Um, but <clears throat> it says right here. I mean, this is like exactly what the word says not to do. Do not make for yourself. Don't make yourself a Jesus piece. It says an image in the form of anything in heaven. Well, if Christ is in heaven and you make a Jesus piece, like a, a gold chain, Jay-Z, I mean, literally every, Diddy, all these rappers wear these Jesus pieces, you know? That's a clear mockery taken straight from this verse. One of the most holy, you know, Laws, you know, commandments. I mean, and you're doing exactly what it says not to do. You know, Barack Obama wears a ring. He doesn't even wear a regular wedding ring. Dude wears a ring that actually has inscribed in it, there is no God but Allah. Do you guys know that? Go ahead and do some research on Barack Obama's wedding ring. You know, when him and Michelle got married, they didn't go and pick out wedding bands. He already, he said, no, I'm good, Michelle, I already got a ring. You know what I mean? I'm going to rock with this one. This one says, no God but Allah. Did you know that, Courtney? Yes, I did. I remember you talking about that. 
Why would the President of the United States, who claims to be a Christian, wear a ring for his you know his whole adult life that says there is no God but Allah? Why why would he do that? Just Google it. You can see it. Just Google Obama wedding ring. Just do it right now, and you'll see. I'll be like, what do you mean? So what? So what? He wears a ring that says no God but Allah. So what? Who are you? Why are you judging? <laughs> <laughs> it's a cycle but, And even the president You know if you scroll back up You know it says you should have no other gods before me There are people who put The president ahead of their relationship With God they're more passionate And we're more passionate about these elections These debates these you know these speeches Than they are about Actual Jesus Christ God You know what I mean like they don't That's That's crazy So Definitely, um, you know, you don't want to put anything ahead of, ahead of, uh, ahead of Christ. But yeah, so I guess that's you know, there are people who are actually building, you know, monuments and you know, worshiping them. But look at what, look what Aaron and them did. You know, when they decided that they wanted to go against God, he went ahead and and told them. He said, "Well, look, bring me, bring me your earrings. Go get me those bamboo earrings that you got. The, the, the you know, the Jesus pieces and you know, all your your you know your possessions, your your." Favorite jewelry, and I'm going to melt them down. I'm going to make a gold calf, you know. And they made he made an actual calf, and they said, "Look, forget God. We're just going to worship this gold, this gold, uh, this gold calf." You know, that's crazy, you know. But how many people actually do crazy stuff like that, you know? And just maybe not a gold calf, but maybe, you know, your car, you know, your career, whatever it is that you're worshiping. Says, "I am a jealous God." So you don't want to do that. In fact, Kanye West, uh, you know, uh, he put in one of his freestyles. Google it; it's right up there. He said, "He said, um, I sold my soul to the devil. It was a crappy deal, but at least it came with a few toys, like a Happy Meal." Just go ahead. I mean, I mean can you imagine? Just say, I mean, you know, what I mean, who who says that? Well, first of all, who does that? You know what I mean? But who actually does that and then actually says that and then acts like, oh, no, 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 that was just, I didn't actually. Jennifer Hudson, would you sell your soul for it? Kanye West, I sold my soul to the devil. How many other celebrities have you talked, have you heard speaking about actually selling their souls? I've heard hundreds. You know, I don't know about you, Courtney, but there's never been... You know, anything or any time or any scenario where I would even remotely think of saying anything like, or, you know what I mean, remotely, you know, having to do with selling my soul for any reason in any context. Have you? No. But they do it all the time in those songs. Right, right. These celebrities, there's like so many different, you know, songs and lyrics and References that have to do with selling your soul Guess what people It's real It happens The price of fame is selling your soul And this is what You know the word is saying Well look you you know You don't have to do that You should not do that And if you do do that There will be severe consequences Okay So I mean it's You know this stuff is real well, look, and look here, it says, you know, going on, it says, 
you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Hmm. What does he mean by that? What, what does that mean? You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. So let's that basically mean. Obviously, you're not supposed to reference yourself as God, which a lot, which is the whole basis of Satanism. You know, I don't know if y'all watch wrestling or that, but the, the WWE has, you know, for years been making a mockery of, of Christianity on the low. Like they, you know, they have little different things, you know, with the Undertaker. I mean, I've actually seen a satanic ritual done right there on Monday Night Raw, which which we talked about before, which was crazy. Probably one of those cra- most craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Got it on tape if y'all want to see it. But um, they, <laughs> you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses His name. They got this dude named. B- uh, Bo Dallas, his his little catchphrase is Bo Leave. So in, in his little entrance to the, you know, when he's coming down to the ring, he gets down in, in the Tim Tebow stand, you know, the little, you know what I mean, down on one knee like he's praying, but he's he's calling himself basically God. He's saying, believe in Bo Dallas. Like, you know, if you guys watch wrestling, you look at the shield, they say believe Believe in the shield. And everything is believe, and now this guy is called believe. These guys, the 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 whole purpose of of Satanism, the the foundation of Satanism, is to reference yourself as a god. They believe that we're all gods. That's that's like the opposite of what the word says. The the word the God says, look, I am the Lord your God. I am a jealous God, and you know you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Well, what look at people like Jay Z, Jehovah. Now, Courtney, I don't know. I'm no, I don't have a PhD. I'm not a biblical scholar, but calling yourself Jehovah when everyone knows that Jehovah is a name for God, but you're calling yourself Jehovah—that's making a mockery. Do you think that would qualify as misusing the name of the Lord your God? Yes, that along with Jesus, all this crap that people are doing—it's crazy. Right, it's the same thing. You're misusing the name. You're making a mockery of God. Jesus, obviously Jesus, Jehovah, Jehovah, the Most High God. You know, will I am? Beyonce calls herself I am. Well, the Bible says, look. They say, well, who sent you? You know, well, tell them I am sent you. I am means God. Why would Beyonce call herself I am? I am Sasha Fitz. You know what I mean? It's a play on words. It's a mockery. These all constitute what this verse says in regards to you shall not misuse, you shall not make a mockery of the name of the Lord your God. But here's the kicker. This is what the, 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 the problem with it all is, is that it says, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Basically, if you support that crap, if you are the people who actually do it, you will not be guiltless. You will actually go to hell. You see what I'm saying? There will be no forgiveness. Is that not scary, Courtney? That is. That is. And that's what people say to fear the Lord. Mm. It's funny. 
I, you know, and this was just my nothing but my ignorance. But you know, back in the day, and really historically, with as far as my life goes, I mean, I always, I always, you know, had a love for God. I was like, okay, you know, yeah, I, I love God. I mean, God is, you know, he's, he's cool. I always looked at him as my friend. But that was obviously before I was really in the word. But when you really get in the word and you really, like, get into it, I'm talking about, like, read it like it's a book, like you read those Zane books and like you read all these other weirdo, like, guys who were reading Steve Harvey books, like, or whoever, Eric Jerome Dickey, Omar Tyree, you know? Like, y'all know how y'all read, the, I'm talking about read the Bible like that. When you're into it, you can't, you can't put it down. Which is exactly how Genesis is, Exodus is, Leviticus. You know, when you get into these, these some of these books, you know, it, you know, it, you will see why we are to fear God. You know, you look. I just saw X Men uh, the other the other last weekend, and they got <laughs> these guys are some some straight bastards, man. Some satanic bastards out here. They, I don't know if y'all stayed to the end, and you saw what's coming. You know, with the dude at the end who's has everybody bowing down and worship, worshiping him like he's a god. You know what I mean? I forget the name of him. Like I had, Osho had to tell me, he's like, "Oh, that's that's who." It is. I forget his name. Starts with an A. I don't really. I'm not you know into all the comic book crap like that. You know the history of it, but they got this guy basically that's going to be portraying himself as a god. You know, people bowing down, worshiping as they did in the Old Testament. It's, it's crazy. You know, but I guess what's crazier is that how these entertainers and these directors and these, <clears throat> excuse me, these producers, they come up with these ideas and they sit sit at home and come up with new and creative ways to make mockeries. And this is what the word is talking about. I don't know what y'all thought we were going to be talking about tonight. We're talking about the Old Testament. We're talking about the Ten Commandments. We're talking about how it's relevant today in entertainment and politics and your life, you know, in my life, Courtney's life. So it's just deep stuff out here, Courtney. Did you think it was going to be this deep? Did you have any idea what we're going to be talking about tonight? I didn't. I didn't know it was going to get this deep, but I, I'm enjoying it. I really am. I'll be real with y'all. I didn't know it was going to get this deep either. You know, see, with me, I don't really do these shows. This, this isn't really me. Like a lot of the stuff that you guys hear on this show, night in and night out, it's really God. Like I'm just sitting here, like wow, like you know what I mean. This is this is crazy, you know, because it's like certain things that, you know, he once said or he once discussed. Like I'll be like, well, wow, something just pop into my mind. I'm like, oh, let me talk. That's why I'm like, sometimes it'll seem like I'm all over the place because sometimes God will just tell me like, yo, say this right now. So I'm like, okay, so I just say it, and it'll just pop out because I know it will bless somebody. So there's a method to my madness. But uh, anyway. Um, so, yeah, you know, you don't want to use misuse the name of the Lord. Um, the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. All right. Look at, look at, um, if you, even if you look at Superman, you know, it's, this is crazy. You know, if you look at the Old Testament, you know, um, L, you know, E-L, that, that's basically, that means God, you know, in, in the, in the, in the Bible, you know. What's I don't know if you follow Superman all like that, Courtney. But what's what's Superman's real name? Do you know? Clark Kent. Jesus, I'm sorry. Now look at me. I just used the Lord's name. No, Courtney. It's not Clark Kent. It's Kal El. <laughs> Courtney. Oh, <laughs> sorry. So off. I she, said, she said Clark Kent. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 
Clark Kent. No, it's not Clark Kent. No, it is Clark Kent. No, it is Clark Kent. That's his human name. You know, but if you guys, and I was talking to Osho about this. Osho even broke this down for me. A lot of the stuff, Osho, you know what I mean, it will introduce me. I'll do some research and we'll, like, have discussions about it. But, you know, because he used to be in the, you know, comics heavy. So, he, you know, and now he's obviously a minister. He's able to show, like, wow, like, this is what this reference is. Because the world is based upon a lot of satanic ideologies, that's why they do the things that they do. Just Google and do some research on the biblical significance of L, you know, E-L, you know. It's, it's you know, that's the, that's a name for God, you know, or a suffix. And so what, what you know, Kal-El, you know, Jor-El, you know, they basically are, you know, putting these people in positions of, you know, as, as being viewed as gods. They have godlike abilities, godlike powers. They can fly, they can... You know, do all types of stuff. You know, super strength, Kalel. Anyone who doesn't see the the biblical, and I didn't for a while either. But that's it's taken straight from the Old Testament. Half this stuff is taken straight from the Old Testament. You know, so it is. And I'm 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 not even gonna do it in injustice. But Osho even I'm gonna wait till he's here because I want him to explain it to y'all. But when he we were talking about Godzilla. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> and that <laughs> excuse me, and and even that, you know, is is a is taken. It has a lot of biblical significance. But I'm gonna chill on that. I'm gonna let him because he broke it down for me, and I was just speechless. You know what I mean? And you guys, if you're familiar with him, you'll you, you know what I mean. You get a chance to hear, you know, him on the Noah show when we did the Alien show, otherwise known as Fallen Angels. You know what I mean? Where how he got you know broke that stuff down. So I'm gonna let him. You know, and break that down for you. But there's so many different things. Even a lot of these movies coming out now. You know, The Edge of Tomorrow, Tom Cruise, and this whole robot theme. That's going to be the next show, or one of the next shows me and Osho do. Uh, really, part three of our special is going to be talking about just Hollywood's obsession with robots and, and, and you know, half man, half half robot, half, you know, reptile. You look at so many of these movies, RoboCop, Elysium. The new Edge of Tomorrow. Got another movie coming out I can't think of right now. You know, all types of craziness, man. And, you know, that's basically what we're... Transformers. Brand new movie coming out. It's all, you know, references to, uh, you know, fallen angels, um, you know, and, and their role. And it's it's crazy out here, man. It's crazy. So, but yeah, so there's that. Uh, remembering the Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath... By keeping it holy Six days you shall labor And do all your work But the seventh day is the Sabbath uh, is the, And is the Lord your God On it you shall not do any work Neither you Nor your son or daughter Nor your male or female servant Nor your animals Nor any foreigner residing in your towns For in six days the Lord made the heavens And the earth, the sea <clears throat> And all that is in them But he rested on the seventh day Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Any thoughts on uh, on the Sabbath? I was thinking about that, and um, I realized one that I, I I don't honor it uh, or I haven't, you know. But then I see people that do, and I'm like, wow, you know. And it, I realize, you know, where it came from, 
you know, they weren't just doing it just to do it. Like they, I, I'm talking about people that like really they don't do anything like on Saturday Saturdays. It's like rest and you know relaxation. Right, right, and and that's that's really all it's about. You know, I mean, it's not all it's about, but you know, it definitely is um, <clears throat> important. You know, the word is, is is there for a reason, and I would just encourage everybody. You know, take so. I mean, I'm not here to preach y'all, but you know what the word says. You know, and if nothing else, you know, go to church. You know what I'm saying? Go to church, and and if you can't make it to church, because there's some days I can't make it to church. Um, you know, spend. You know, do something for God. And I'm not talking about reading the Bible. I'm not talking about, although that could be, you know, something. But I'm talking about, you see, because reading the Bible is for you, right? I mean, like, if you sit down and say, okay, I'm going to read, that doesn't do anything for God. That's you educating yourself. That's you being entertained, you getting more knowledge about what he wants you to know. That's not for God, per se. That is more so for you. But something that would be for God would be something that would be furthering his kingdom. God would rather you spread the word than to read the word. Okay, although reading the word is important, don't get me wrong. But, you know, if you got a thousand Facebook friends, you got four thousand Facebook friends, you know, don't just read the word and keep it to yourself. Why not why not tell somebody? Some people say, well, you know, Dana, you know, I, I notice you, you, you know, you post a lot of scriptures. What's that all about? I say, well, this is my way of thinking. You know, I feel like God has done a lot of things for me. You know, everything for me, but you know, we have to. I have to. I feel it's my obligation to give back because you know, I know for a fact I have thousands of Facebook friends. Got like a million different pages. I'm in a number of different groups. You know, I mean, I don't know how. I mean, I know there are like hundreds of thousands of people who who see my post every single day. So I I feel like it's my obligation to spread the word. You know, so and that's why I'm blessed. That's why I continue to be blessed. And so. You know, I would say, you know, maybe your posts don't stretch that far or you don't have a million different, you know, followers or Facebook friends or anything like that. <clears throat> but you can still spread it to the people who actually see it, whether it's 100 friends, whether it's 5,000 5, friends, whether it's, you know, 500. That's still more people that may not have heard the word in that moment coming from you. Does that make sense, Courtney? Yeah, it does. And it's amazing how... You know, and this has happened to me where I, I've shared something like I've read in the Bible or something, and I've shared it. And then someone that I only, you know, I don't really, you know, interact with much on Facebook, they'll say, wow, you know, that was right on time. So it's like you never know, like, who you could be touching. You know, people are going through some things. And so, yeah, why not share it? Why not spread the word? Yeah, and, and and I would I would encourage y'all all to, and I'm not saying go and judge people, but I just find it interesting that you know some people like there's and I'm not like I said it's not, if that's not your what you're into or you're not led to do that then don't do it, you know. But what I'm saying is I would encourage you to do it, but I would say that if you know certain people will post things, and you can tell like they're just bored or they just wanted something to say in that moment. And it's just like, well, dang, 
Because even me, even me, like, there, sometimes y'all hear, like, sometimes I have a lot to say. Y'all know, like, tonight, I have a lot to say. That's why, like, some shows where we're not live and we come back live after being gone for a while, I have a lot to say. Other nights, if we're not live, then I most likely don't have too much to say in that moment. But, you know, and just like same thing with Facebook. Sometimes y'all might just see a lot of advertisements for the past shows or counseling services or you know, come buy a car. And other times I'll have a lot to say about social issues, politics, you know, the entertainment industry, whatever it is, I'll have a lot to say. Sometimes I'll be passionate in that moment about, you know, relationship advice or, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm passionate about our race, you know, different things. But sometimes I just don't have a lot to say and I just won't say anything, you know. But, you know what I'm saying, a lot of times and what I'm trying to do more of and uh, and have been for some time is that even when I don't necessarily have anything to say, there's still something to say. You see what I'm saying? There's still scriptures to post. There's always scriptures to post. There are always testimonies to share. And so I guess my point with all this is that in regards to the Sabbath or any day of the week for that matter, there's always, you know what I mean? Because we all get, we're all on Facebook. We know how it is. You might want to say something. You might feel like, and you'll just say something stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like, just go to your Facebook timeline right now, and you'll see a lot of stupid posts, a lot of just posts about nothing, just absolute foolishness. I'm, you, I'll even see people say, I'm bored. You know what I'm saying? Like, that'll be the post. I'm bored. They'll be bored, but they won't even post a scripture. They won't even post a testimony about what God has done for them. Do you see what I'm saying, Courtney? Is that... Fair to God? No, it's not. But then no wonder why they're not being blessed. You see what I'm saying? You would rather talk about nothing than to post a scripture, than to say, hey, look, this is what God has done for me. And I'm not knocking anybody. I mean, I am. No, I'm sorry. I am knocking because we all, that's not fair, and God has done too much for me. He's done too much for you, for you to ever front on him and not, you know what I'm saying? Not want to share because why? Because it's not cool. Because those weirdos on your on your page might look at you like a weirdo. No, you're not weird if you post. I'm not weird. Anyone who has a problem with me or looks at me some type of way, they're the weirdos. Because if I'm living for God, if I'm posting about God and you're posting about nothing, loving hip hop or whatever else it is, who's the real weirdo? You know what I'm saying? Because anyone who doesn't have God. You know, I mean, they, they may not be considered weird, but they definitely are considered blessed. So it's just a matter of, like, putting things into perspective. You know, who do you, are you living for your Facebook friends? Because I'll tell you all straight up, I don't know what y'all think. Like, I mean, and I know you guys don't care, but some people, like, I'm not, I don't do what I do for likes. I don't do what I do for thumbs up. I will post something and genuinely, believe me when I say this, genuinely not care if it gets no thumbs up, because I know God is up there giving his thumb up. You feel what I'm saying? Like when I do a show, I post a, oh, hey, we're doing this show on the Ten Commandments. Tonight's show is crazy. Like we're talking about some stuff. But if you go to my Facebook page, I might post something, and maybe nobody gave it a thumb up. Does that mean any, a lot, look, y'all are listening now, and y'all didn't even give it the thumb up. And I'm not, I'm not saying you have to. But what I'm saying is, just internally right now, ask yourself why you did not. Just seriously, I mean, no, all jokes aside, 
Ask yourself, was it because you didn't want people to know that you were going to be listening to the Daydon Tolbert Show tonight instead of watching Love and Hip Hop? Because love and hip hop is politically correct or socially correct, socially acceptable. Listening to that guy who talks about God or does shows about relationships—that's not cool, right? I mean, I'm just being honest. What's the real reason that you didn't give it? It's not about a thumb up, but be honest. What's the reason you didn't give it? Because somebody else—I see a lot of these guys out here. These guys living in the world. These fake Facebook players. These hustlers. These entrepreneur guys. They post something. I just took a crap. They got 300 thumbs up. Like, what the heck? I'm like, let's do a show on the Ten Commandments. Let's do a show about God and how to get your life together, how to be saved. No thumbs up. But this guy, this weirdo, this drug dealer, this, you know, this dude, this promoter, they get a thousand thumbs up just because they said, hey, look, da 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 da. I'm not, you see, I don't, that's not what I want, but I'm just saying. Do you see a, a discrepancy there, Courtney? And you know some type of inconsistency, some type of uh, problem with that. Mhm. I see that all you know the the worldly um, type of posts they you know have the most popularity. I, I do notice that. Right. So I would just say, and it's the worldly post and the worldly people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The worldly people right. in general have the most popularity. But listen, to be loved by the world makes you an enemy of God. Please understand that. You cannot be loved by the world. Beyonce, Barack Obama, whoever else is loved by the world, you cannot be loved by Oprah Winfrey and be, you know, love and be loved by God. The word substantiates that. I, and, and, no, and this is um and I got to look into this. I haven't really, you know, done my research on it, but we spent a lot of time talking about Maya Angelou on uh, on Friday night, and um, I've been hearing some things that you know in regards to her friendship with Oprah Winfrey, and uh, you know, and definitely rest in peace. You know, rest in peace to Maya Angelou. Did some really great things, you know, for the community, and no one can take that away from her. But you know, I just pray that you know before she passed, she she accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. You know, because um, I know Oprah Winfrey doesn't. You know, she believes that there's there's more than one name for God. There's more than one way to heaven. And, you know, from what I've been hearing, that's a belief that was also shared by Maya Angelou. And so I pray that, you know, that was not the case and that she did, in fact, accept Jesus Christ before she died, you know, as her Lord and Savior and only Lord and Savior. Because as you guys know, there is only one way to heaven. There is only one name of God. And the other name is false and it's fake, you know. And so... You know, just pray for anyone who who has adopted these new age views. And as time goes on, it will become more and more popular to not call God God or not call God Jesus Christ. You know, and to come up with all these other beliefs. And it's, it, we've, I mean, we've just begun to see the level of uh, of blasphemy out here. But I would just say, pray for everybody who, you know, is is in that boat. But yeah, so so there's that, you know, just respecting the Sabbath and and just honoring God with your time, you know what I mean? Just because we, I mean, who knows? Maybe you got to work on Sunday. Maybe you're tired one day. I mean, hey, do what you do, but just you know, God knows your heart. That's all it's about. God knows your heart. You know what I mean? He knows if you if you genuinely want to take some time and honor Him on that day, and He knows if you just don't feel like it. So just make sure your heart is right and and you're good. You know, that's cause that's what it is. A lot of people, Courtney. I mean, has your heart always been right? No, 
No. I was reading. I was reading today actually in Exodus, and this was something deep. I don't have it in front of me right now because uh, my Bible is actually in another room. I should have brought it down. I have stuff highlighted, but uh, I was reading when they were building the ark, you know, and the uh, you know the tabernacle, and you know it said you know when people were they were asking people to donate their goods so they could you know so they could assist. You know, with the with the building of everything that they had to had to build, and it was like you know, I, it was a specific way that it was worded. You know, we're saying that in people gave everyone who gave, everyone whose hearts were willing, they gave. But if you guys look at the wording of that, my interpretation of it was that everyone's heart wasn't right. You know what I'm saying? Some people's heart. It said everyone whose heart was in the right place and gave. And a lot of people, they had that hardened heart. You know what I mean? They they saw what everybody was doing. They saw the goal at hand, but everyone didn't necessarily feel led to give their most valuable possessions to bring about the construction of one of the most, you know, holy constructions of all time. How deep is that? That is so deep. That really is. I mean, it's just, you know what it makes me think about just, you know, when God promises you a blessing and, you know, just really doing the work and, and just being obedient, you know, so that you can get that blessing instead of just having an attitude, you know, or feeling some type of way because it's not happening when you want it to. Right, right, absolutely. <clears throat> and that's and you got to, you know, it's all about not having those attitudes, not getting, um, you know, feeling some type of way. Just having a, a genuine heart, you know. But um, yeah. But anyway, so there's that. Um, honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. <clears throat> Honoring your father and mother. Wow. What do you think about that, Courtney? Do we all do a good job of honoring our father and mother? No, I know I haven't. I'm guilty of not um, doing that all the time. And that's something that I had to personally self-reflect on. Oh, oh do tell. Yeah. Oh, oh, what, oh, how so? Well, I just really, uh, for the longest, I, I didn't get along with my mom. And, um, you know, a lot of it just was because of issues that I was going through and just being angry, just, you know, with my parents not being together, just a lot of stuff. And um, just taking that out, like, in the form of rebellion. And um, I wasn't the most respectful to her. In fact, I was very, very disrespectful um, to her, my mother, because I was going through things, and um, I was taking it out on her. So I, I had to do some self-reflection on that. And now, you know, we're building to get to a good place. And um, I, I do thank God for that. Right. That's a blessing. That's definitely a blessing. Shout out to mom if she's listening. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody say hi to Courtney's mom. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, hey, mom. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but um, really, <laughs> here's the thing about that. Um, we all have to honor our mothers and fathers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a different um, approach to this. There's a lot of hoes out here, you know, and 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 that's a very true statement. But at the same time, there's a lot of niggas out here. There's a lot of players out here, a lot of dogs out here, you know, and the, the, but the the problem with it is, and, and a lot of those hoes, 
a lot of those players, those dogs, those womanizers, many of them grew up without great moms, great fathers, great influences, you know, and you know, and even not having those influences in many cases is the reason for those women being hosed, is the reason for those men not respecting women. But and you know, and, and that's no excuse, but it is the case in many in many cases. But in other cases, you know, it's not. You know, it it's you actually did have a father who loved you. Actually had a mom who wasn't oh yeah, a lot of the moms of today a lot of the grandmoms of today actually love Beyonce and are actually hoes themselves, and there's no surprise why certain women have turned out to be that way. That's you know what I mean. A lot of guys were fathers were actual pimps, you know, who disrespected your mom, and so it's no coincidence that that man grew up to be an abuser, um, you know, who doesn't respect. But a lot of times. You had a father who taught you right from wrong, but you still turned out to be a drug dealer, a pimp, a bastard, a deadbeat, you know, a womanizer. And that is not what the word is referring to when it says honor your father and, and, and your father and mother. You know, you want to get to a point where you you look at, you know, you respect your parents, and respecting your parents means never being someone's hoe. You know, don't let some like because I know my mom wasn't a hoe. You see what I'm saying? Like she was a respectable woman. You know, my dad is a is a was a is a hardworking man. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, these are that's how I was raised. So I'm not gonna see okay my father being a hardworking man, my my grandfather being a hardworking man, my mom being a respectable and hardworking woman. And then I all of a sudden am a father and a husband, and I just go ahead and do the opposite. That wouldn't be me honoring my father and mother because they've set forth an example for me. You see, that would make me ignorant. That would make me a nigger. You know, go outside, look at these niggas standing in a corner, pants hanging down. One of the things, my last things my grandfather told me is he told me, he said, this is nothing new. People think that, think that sagging pants is something new. My grandfather told me that as a kid. I remember my grandfather who died at 100 years old who told me, like, look, if I ever see you with your pants hanging down like that, I'm going to put you over my knee. I remember that. This was when I was, like, eight years old, nine years old. Kids were walking around like that. You see what I'm saying? So believe me, this is nothing new. There have always been niggas out here. That is not honoring your father and mother because in most cases, your parents actually respected themselves. What do you think about that, Courtney? Yeah, that I mean that's that's so true. That's so true. It I was just thinking about um somebody today I saw with um their pants just sagging. I was just like where are your parents? <laughs> you know, like are are you really honoring your parents by dressing like this or behaving this way? Or think of the young girls who, you know, wear, you know, revealing clothing or, you know, cursing like sailors, that I think of that too and how disrespectful that is and they're not honoring the parents. Right, right. So, and, and also too, I mean, just to add an addendum, you know, if I can do that without being blasphemous myself, but, you know, parents honor your kids. You know what I'm saying? I mean, really. I mean, I know what the word says, but I'm just saying. Can we talk about parents honoring their kids as well? 
you know, because there are a lot of moms out there, you know, you know, boob shots, you know, cleavage shots, booty shots. Next thing you know, you know, right there on in the next picture in the same album is is a picture with their kid. I'm just like, wait a minute, how you how you got your kids, you know, in the same picture as you putting yourself out there trying to be a hoe? How you, you know what I mean? Like you're you're texting a man, sending a man naked pictures that he's then gonna send to his homies, you know. But you have children who you wouldn't want doing that, who you're hopefully going to tell, hey, look, don't do this, and this is why you shouldn't do this. These are all things that we have to take into consideration. You know, it's like you have kids like me. I have a daughter. You know, I can't do certain things. You never see my wife on Facebook with her ass out. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to see that. One, because she's not a hoe, but then two, because she has a daughter who neither of us would want to grow up to be a hoe. And and I would just encourage everybody, don't put your own sexual and emotional needs ahead of the needs of your children and the importance of them seeing someone who clearly respects themselves. A lot of people saying, wow, you you got all that from the Bible? Yeah, I got all that from the Bible. A lot of people, it's not as rigid as people think. It's very, very applicable to everything that's going on out here. Got to honor your kids. You got to honor your parents. Got to respect God. You got to fear God. And when you do that, you got to love God. When you have the love of God, there was a debate, um, you know, about going to church. Uh, and we talked about it briefly on Friday, but just to kind of revisit it, you know, like, nah, you don't have to go to church every Sunday. But the thing about it is, is that when you love God, you're going to want to be in the house of the Lord, you know, not just on Sunday, but you're, you know, you're going to look forward to it. You're going to want to be around other believers. You're going to want to get your praise on. You're going to want to hear music. You're going to want to hear the preaching. You're going to want a fellowship. You know, and so, and that's when you have an actual relationship with God. But when you don't have that relationship with God, it's going to be a lot easier to just sit in, sleep in on on Sunday morning and say, oh, yeah, I'll just, I'm spiritual. I I I can worship in my living room. You ever try worship in your living room? I mean, not saying they can't, because I've done it before myself. But you know, typically the people who usually say that aren't really worshiping in their living room, doing something else in the living room, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm um, this is, uh, oh no, 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 go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, not to take this in another direction. It's just going to be one quick statement. But I know that some people like myself, because right now I'm, you know, looking for a church home, and some people have been just really hurt by the church. And I think that's a, a big mistake because sometimes we put people, or we do all the time, put people on a pedestal, and we don't make it about the relationship with God, and we make it more so about the people that we're going to church with. And I just wanted just to say that don't let that, you know, deter you from your faith. Just because of a bad experience. That's excellent advice. That's excellent advice. You know, because that's what often, or not even, I mean, definitely that, but then also, there will be people I've heard, I hear a lot of people saying, well, you know, I don't, you know, my ties are going to, you know, him driving a Bentley. Why are you worried about what kind of car your pastor drives? You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, I'm not into prosperity preaching and all that, but at the same time, I like nice cars. 
You know, and so if you work, and in certainly in, and in many cases, a lot of people don't realize it's the same thing. Like, in fact, it's deeper. Like, if you if your job, you know, is leading a church, getting up every week and you know delivering the word and and, and ministering and counseling and pastoring, I mean, that's a lot. You know what I mean? Like that's that's a lot. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with supporting your family. You know, because if you know a lot of pastors have doctorates, have you know, you know, educational backgrounds where they could go out into the world and make two hundred thousand, three hundred, or you know, hundred thousand dollars a year, or whatever it is, but they're choosing that lifestyle. So why, you know, what I'm saying, if they worked a different lifestyle, they would have certain things. Why? Who's to say that they can't have nice things? And do the word of God. I mean, that that doesn't make sense. Why should the drug dealers have all the fun? Now, I'm not saying you should live that type of lifestyle, but what I'm saying is you can't have the desires of your heart. No, of course you can. You know, maybe you want to have something nice. I like to have a nice big screen TV, a nice house, a nice car to drive. But at the same time, I'm passionate every day, you know, about giving the word of God to you guys, doing shows like this, posting scriptures, ministering, counseling. That's what I do daily. So why can't I drive a Benz? You know? Why can't I have my wife drive a nice car? Why can't I have, you know, take a trip? I mean, it's just it's just a question, you know? And so I believe that, you know, when you get into, you know, getting into other people's pockets and their bank accounts and why they got to do this and where's my money going, well, then you, you're in the wrong church. You know, I happen to go to a church where the pastor... You know, it's a it's a huge mega church, but uh, you know, and this I've never heard of anything like this done, you know, being done before. But my pastor, he doesn't take offering on New Year's Eve. Now, if you guys know anything about church, you know, New Year's Eve and Easter probably are the two biggest nights of any church year. You know, but New Year's Eve, I mean, that you know, the mega church is is filled to capacity. But he says, look, you know, keep your money. But give a sacrifice in other ways, you know. And so he, every year he does different things. I've been going there for ten years, and I've, he's never collected offering on a uh, on New Year's Eve. And it's you know it's it's a small gesture, but we're talking we're, we're talking about I mean you're talking about a mega. I mean we're talking about th- hundreds of thousands of potential dollars that that are not coming into his you know his pocket or into the the pocket of the church. So all, all I'm saying is, you know, it's if you are concerned. Now, does he drive a nice car? Yeah. But if you're concerned or even thinking about, well, maybe this money is being misappropriated, then you need to do what Courtney's doing and find a new church. Any thoughts on that? I don't really have anything to add to that. But, um, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, but, I had some thoughts. I'll oh, keep going. Oh, no, no, not to cut you off. There's some people out there, just to, you know, there, there are people out there who will let that keep them from church. It's one thing to say, you know what, I have some concerns about where this money is going. I have some concerns about the, 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 you know, the, uh, the pastor and his, you know, whether or not he's genuine. So, uh, so I'm going to leave the church. Not I'm going to find a different church where I can be spiritually fed and led by God, you know, or where the pastor is being led by God, I should say. But I'm just gonna sleep in on Sundays. Well, like, well, what kind of relationship do you have? That's like saying, well, I don't like my job, so I'm gonna quit my job and then just not work. Well, no, nah, you're not gonna just quit your job. You're gonna, you may quit your job, but you're gonna make sure you have another job. You're gonna make sure you have something. 
but yet people don't do do church like that. So, you know, it is what it is, and, and that's the most important thing. Uh, what else, though? What else we got here? Uh, man, I, I don't, do, they, do they want us to talk about adultery, Courtney? Should we, should we do that? Yes, yes. Oh, man, <laughs> you already said yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I think you're gonna play me. That's okay. <laughs> well, what's your what's your um, understanding of that? You know what I thought of? I didn't just think of like um, you know a man cheating on his wife or a woman on his hus- or on her husband. I thought about how you commit adultery just by lusting. You know, even just thinking about sex, not even the act of it, just even when it's anger. That's what I was thinking about. Because a lot of people don't know that God looks at that as adultery. Right. Right. Here's the thing. First and foremost, adultery is stupid. Okay? Not just adultery is stupid. You're stupid if you commit adultery. Well, you say, well, what do you mean by that? Then? Well, no, I didn't say that. That's what the Word says. Over in Proverbs uh, 6.32 says, he who commits adultery lacks sense. He who does it destroys himself. So that basically means you're stupid. If you commit adultery, you're not smart. You know, so I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory right there. But aside from that, when you look at what adultery, I think a lot of times when people look at adultery, they think of, you know, cheating on your wife, cheating on your husband, you know, cheat cheating on you know, a spouse or you know, boyfriend infidelity of some sort. But it's a lot deeper than that. You know, it's actually saying that uh, over in Matthew 5.28 says, But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with his or her heart. You see what I'm saying? That That's actually, so, with that, and that opens up a whole nother can of worms. In fact, we may even have to do, we've done a show on what the Bible says about sex and what the Bible says about fornication, which was absolutely crazy, probably one of the deepest shows we've ever done, but we may have to do a specific show on lust. What do you think about that, Courtney? Should we Should we do it? Yes, we should. Yes, we oh, should. Oh, man. Don't, don't. Oh, man, what is this? What the heck? We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. 1 Corinthians 10.8. Man, Exodus 20.14, you shall not commit adultery. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's, I mean, there's so many applicable scriptures to, you know, uh, that pertain to lust and adultery and sex. But, I mean, let's keep it real. How many people, you know, watch a movie with the sole purpose of lusting after the the person, you know, playing in it, you know, pornography, um, you know, scandal or or you know uh, any of these shows, you know, McDreamy, McSteamy. You know, I know y'all watch Grey's Anatomy out there. You know what I'm saying? So I had to tell my wife, I'm like, look, you, you can't be lusting after McDreamy. I mean, I'm right here. I'm in the bed with your wife. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I'm just. Saying, I'll just 
looks like I'll be sleeping on the couch tonight again. All right, it's all good. But it was worth it. That was funny. Now I'm just playing. Uh, she doesn't lust after a mixed dream. She prefers uh, Columbus Short on, on Scandal. Um, but, yeah, you see what I'm saying? As soon as you lust, you've already committed adultery. And so that's, you know what I mean? And, and you know, if you guys know about, you know, what the word says about, you know, idolatry and um, the sexual, it, it, you know, it says right here over in Ephesians 5.5, 5, it says, uh, for you may be sure of this. It says, look, don't get it twisted. It said, look, if you don't believe anything else, you better believe this. It says, for you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. I might have to just go ahead and put that on Facebook. You know, there's a lot of lusting that goes on on the late night, right? I mean, keep it real, Courtney. It's a lot of creeping. Even on a Monday, it's a lot of creeping out there. A lot of phone kind yeah. of conversation. A lot of, a lot of boo-loving. You ever been boo-loving on a Monday night, Courtney? <laughs> yes. We we call it something different here, but yeah. <laughs> what you call it? What you call it? We call it... We call it caking. What? Caking? Yeah. Caking. What kind of crap is that? What kind of ghetto <laughs> stuff is that? Caking? Kind of yeah, crap like, like, yeah, like cake, but yeah, caking. Yeah. I'm not even going <laughs> to try to break that down because I'm afraid <laughs> of what that means. But, yeah. Uh, wait, I'm just who calls it that? Like, what, who you be hanging out with? Like, I mean, you and your homies? I mean, like, who says that? Who calls it that? Your, yeah, your that's just common. Men and women say it. It's just slang here. It just means, like, you know, you, you're talking to somebody you're interested in, you know, being romantic. You're caking. Mm, yeah. Right. Interesting. <laughs> Shout out to all our shy town listeners out there, Chicago. Um, got some. You know, it's it's a lot of different terms, guys, but it all means the same thing. You know what I mean? It's lusting. You know, <laughs> I posted. We'll talk about this in a little bit. Um, you know, I posted. What are some red flags in regards to how you know when somebody's targeting you for sex or not taking you seriously? I forget. I think Terry said. Uh, I know she was joking, but it's actually a very good point. She said. When they lick their lips or bite their bottom lip when they uh, when they look at you. <laughs> but that's that's basically it. That's lusting. You know what I mean? That's 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 caking right there, right, Courtney? Caking, cake, cake. cake. You're using it in the wrong context, but yeah. <laughs> I know, Cause it, right? Because it's ridiculous. You know, there is no proper context to use cake. It. I mean, how do you use that in a sentence? I mean, I, no, but seriously, how do you use that? Like, what would be the proper context for caking? It's usually like if you're talking to somebody on the phone that you like, and you know, you're being romantic and you know, sweet talking them. You say, "Oh, you on the phone caking?" Got you. Okay, yeah. I got it. That's what y'all be doing on the late night, caking. Yeah. You know, lusting, boo loving, creeping. You know, setting up the booty call. Anybody ever get a text talking about some? What you doing? Talking about some? You up? You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's caking. 
I'm going to be saying that for the next couple of days. You guys bear with me because I think it's a funny <laughs> <No>. turn. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, it, but it says, though, you, you shall not commit adultery. I, I mean, obviously, I mean, you know, you don't want to cheat on your wife. You don't want to cheat on your husband. I mean, that, that should go without saying. But it's I'm, I'm just saying that it's so much more than that. A lot of people don't look at themselves as being adulterers, but in reality they are because they're lusting. All right, that dude, you know, who 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 you work with, you know, and you're just waiting for him to say something to you so you can give him your number and end up being his jump off or his booty call. I mean, cause keep it. I mean, can we be honest for a second, ladies? Y'all ever meet somebody? It's like, yo, if he eat, if he says something to me, I'm giving him. <laughs> <laughs> the draw. <drawers. laughs> like, Why does you make yourself so ridiculous? Because it is. You look like I'm not gonna say anything to you, but if you introduce yourself to me, if you even say hi to me, this is yours. You know, that's. I'm just being. Come on, don't act like y'all don't know. You know, since I know nobody ain't gonna press one and call and be like, yo. You you right, Daydon. I feel you. You know, I'm gonna have to do I'm gonna have to put Courtney on the spot. I mean Courtney, you I mean back in the day. You you know you didn't want to be extra, you didn't wanna do the most as they say out there in Chi Town. But <laughs> at the same time, you knew that, you know, if if he said something, if he was interested, then you would be interested and it might be able to go down. Yeah, exactly. And what I would do is I wouldn't approach the guy, but I'll give him that look to let him know I'm interested. I got to tell y'all something. That look that Courtney's talking about, that look that many of you are all too familiar with, as a man, I've gotten plenty of those looks, believe me. But understand, that is the whole look, okay? Mm -hmm. That's the whole look. Like when you give a man that look, that basically tells him that you're a hoe. And what I mean by that is that you would be willing to let him smash if he wanted to smash or if he did the, you know, went through the motions of doing what it took to get you, you know, to that point, whether that was going out for a couple of drinks, whether that was, you know, going to a movie or, or, or maybe just asking you over to the crib. You know, we all know that look. And all I'm saying is that is lusting, that is, that is adultery. And, you know, and the word says, you know, those are people who will not inherit the kingdom of God. And we all know if you don't inherit the kingdom of God, then that's, you know, not only is it, you know, hell, but it's also not achieving heaven on earth, not achieving the life that God has planned for you here. You know, and that's what I think a lot of people, you know, it's like, well, I want to be a wife, I want love, but you're committing adultery by lusting, by sex, through porn, and dressing like a hoe, and you know you don't you're you're wondering why that those things have not happened for you. It's not that God isn't blessing you, but it's because you're living an adulterous lifestyle, you know, a lustful lifestyle. And I think that once people more people put the connection of lusting with actual adultery, well, you know, you'll start seeing things a little bit differently. So, and, and the fellas too. I mean, it's no different. You know, shout out to everybody who tuned into our two night special. You know, on part one was the top ten things that women need to do in order to find love, all time classic show. Um, and then the part two was uh, that we did last week, the top ten things that men need to do 
uh, to find love. And so, I mean, those those are two of those shows that are just going to be, you know, embedded in history as far as the all-time blueprint on what to do to live the life that you ultimately want to live. I would implore anyone who missed that show or those shows to go back and listen to it because it wasn't like one was for the men, one was for, like, as if you heard them, you know, the men's show, there was tons of advice for the women and, you know, and vice versa. Uh, so there's that. Uh, what else? I, mean, I, I want to, we might have to stay in lust for a little bit more because there's so much, uh, there's so much stuff. What's this here that says in First uh, Thessalonians? It says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you, excuse me, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God. That is so deep right there. That's so deep. It said, look, you you guys are supposed to be the people of God, but some of y'all are bigger freaks than the Gentiles who don't even know God. You know, the people in the world, which, which in, in, any man will tell you out here, some of the biggest freaks are the women in the church. You know, I'm just, shout out to Marv, shout out to Lewis, shout out to James and, and Steve from Barbershop Talk where we did that show on church girls, you know, and our experiences with them. And this is no disrespect to women who love God, but, I mean, you know, they those experiences are are valid. A lot of, a lot of freaks out here in the church, more so than in the world. By women say, what do you mean by that? They don't, well, yeah, some, what we're saying is some of the women who claim to love God are more freaky than women who are in the world. And a lot of that is because the women in the world, a lot of them are in the world because they, and they have that attitude, you know, and you guys know how it is. If you, if you got that attitude, then you want to play hard to get with the booty. You know what I mean? You want to play, you want to have an attitude. You want to play tug of war with the panties. And, you know, it's like a lot of guys don't have time for that. They don't even want to, they don't even want to, they just want to keep it moving. And so that's a lot of women in the world. But when you get into the church, that's when you put on the churchly facade, you know, that that's, you know, give the church hugs and got the nice personality, da-da-da-da-da. But then behind closed doors, it's like, boom, you know, all hell breaks loose. So our experience as men is that typically not only is it easier to get, but it's like on a whole, I don't want to be too graphic, but it's on a whole other level than the Gentiles who don't even know God, as the Bible confirms. How real is that, Courtney? That's so real. I wonder if part of it is just because you're trying to do right and the temptation is even stronger because you're trying to do the right thing and you fall victim to it. That's exactly what it is. That is exactly what it is. You know, the temptation is always going to be stronger when you're trying to do right. When you're walking with God, the temptation is going to be a lot harder um, than when you are not walking with God. Because when you're not walking with God, there's no it's not temptation. You just kind of do what you want to do, you know. So if you want to have sex, you just go and have, have sex. It's not a temptation aspect of it. You're only tempted if you know it's something wrong. You know what I'm saying? If it's not wrong to you, then it's not a temptation. Just do it. Oh, we forgot about you shall not murder. I mean, I think that's pretty much self-explanatory, you know, but obviously when you look at the black community, when you look at how we treat ourselves, you know, shout out to everybody who tuned in to our special on the two-year anniversary 
of the Trayvon Martin, uh, you know, death where we talked about gun violence in America, Trayvon Martin two years later. Definitely check that out. There's a serious problem in the black community. Um, and, um, you know, and I mean, just in general, but specifically within the black community. And uh, we really just need to, uh, you know, adopt the, the, the way of the, the word, basically. You know, we got to look at what the word says about murder and, and, and killing and, and violence and, you know, because it's not pleasing to God. Now, you know, so that, I mean, obviously, so you don't want to murder. Um, but aside from that, you have to understand, in the word and also in society, as far as the legal system goes, and we talked a lot about this with George, where we did our special on uh, The Verdict, you know, very controversial show. I know my views differed from uh, many people out there in regards to the Trayvon Martin case, the George Zimmerman verdict, and definitely go ahead and check out the, the archives if you, uh, you know, if you missed that. But, you know, you guys have to understand that legally and biblically, all killings are not necessarily murder. There's murder. I mean, even in the legal system, there's things called justifiable homicide. There's things called self-defense. There's things called manslaughter. You know, there's, you know, second-degree murder, first-degree murder, third-degree murder. Um, I mean, there's, you know, so many different, you know, uh, aspects of the law. But you have to, I think that some people, you know, when you get emotions involved, you know, if somebody dies, then it's, oh, that is murder without looking at the facts where everything that's, you know, where that involves a loss of a life is not necessarily murder. And so I would just encourage everybody to, you know, familiar, familiarize themselves with the word, but also familiarize themselves with the uh, the legal system in your particular state in regards to stand your ground, in regards to, you know, what the difference between first-degree murder is, premeditation, like all that stuff. Like I went to school for a lot of that stuff, studied all throughout my life, so I've, I've made it my business to, you know, pre, pre, you know, stay pretty informed but I know a lot of times when you know when it's a loved one or it's someone in the media that you become emotionally attached to, there becomes less of a you know a distinction or a, a desire to even you know understand the distinction between you know manslaughter or self defense. It's just like look, you murdered you know. So yeah, any thoughts on uh? I mean, it's pretty self explanatory. But any thoughts on that, Court? Um, no, I don't really have anything um, to to add to that. Yeah, yeah, it's deep, man, it's deep. But uh, I'll probably re- be rebroadcasting that special. Um, I try to keep you all on a, on a rotation. You know, sometimes I'll go deep into the archives, but I, pr- I, you know, I pretty much like to, you know, like if y'all miss something, I try to rebroadcast like a week later, a couple weeks later, and then just kind of. I mean, we've done thousands of shows, so I, I just I'll switch it up on y'all, man. Like just throw something in there for y'all. So, um, but yeah, look out for that when I'll be rebroadcasting that special. Um, you know, shortly. Um, what else though? Uh, adultery, stealing. I mean, you know, you shall not steal. I think we all know. You know, um, it's not right to steal. Uh, you know, and if you do steal, you want you have to repay those goods. You know, you have to make restitution for whatever it was that was stolen. One, but I, I wanted to exi- take look at it from a different perspective though. You know, when we look at stealing, you often think about physical goods, material goods, but stealing could also involve the thievery 
of someone's heart, you know, someone's emotions. You know, it's a lot of men out here playing, manipulating, you know, playing games, manipulating, you know, um, you know, relationships that really aren't relationships end up being situations, but women thinking that they're relationships and the, and the man stealing that woman's, you know, body, using her for her body, you know, that that's all not, you know, uh, pleasing in God's eyes and, and will, would be applicable, you know, or relevant when looking at this, this law here in regards to do not steal, you know, um, a lot of women, a lot of women out here playing games, you know, stealing, not not necessarily pickpocketing men, but using the, um, you know, the booty, the punani, if you will, you know, to uh, manipulate a man into doing certain things, giving certain favors, paying certain bills, you know, all with the illusion that it will result in sex. That's a form of thievery. Would you agree, Courtney? Yes, it is. You know? I mean, and is that something that you can relate to back in the day when you were in your game-playing stage of, you know, giving the illusion that you were a freak or would be putting out if he did certain certain things? I, I did... I did play games. It wasn't really about sex, like actually doing it, but um, making them believe that I, I was going to doing everything but having sex. It, like those types of games, I, I used to um, play with guys. Um, so yeah, and even even when I did have sex, I didn't really, I didn't get anything in return. It wasn't like I had bills paid or anything like that. It was more so me just pretending just to be a freak. Mm. What were you desired. trying to do, though? What what, what was that? Would, yeah, uh, just to answer your question, it was more so about I thought that if I did certain things sexually, that man would take me seriously. So it was never about money or, you know, buying me things or anything like that. I just thought that he would view me in a favorable light if I showed him something, if I showed him something I could do sexually because I wasn't confident in myself. Mm. That's crazy. A lot of times, you're right. I mean, I get that all the time. You know, a lot of women, well, I shouldn't say I get that all the time, but back in the day, you know, I could relate to that. A lot of women, you know, giving the impression or the illusion that they were freaks, that they could, I mean, well, they were actually freaks, but they wanted to let you know that they were freaks. Y'all know how it goes. Like, y'all know y'all freaks, you know, in many cases, but you want to let the man know what he's working with. Or what he can hope to look forward to. I mean, keep it real. I mean, you guys know the deal. I mean, the fellas know. Ladies, you know what you do, what you wear. You know, you looking at. You got that full length mirror with the sole purpose. Went to Walmart. Went got the got the nine ninety nine full length mirror still on the back of your door right now with the sole purpose of being able to turn around and look and see how it's sitting up. You know what I mean? When you got that dress on, you put them tights on, them jeans on. You want to see what he sees, right? I mean, that's the reason why you pur- you purchased it from Target. You say, oh, I need a. You got a nice mirror right in the right on your um, your uh, your bedroom, you know, dresser. But the only problem with it is, you can't see the whole thing. So you say, look, I gotta get something for the back of the door. Corey, come on, you know what it is. You know what I'm talking about. You got that mirror, uh, mirror right on the back of your door right right now, don't you? Yes, I do. I've always had it. Yeah. I, I know. I know. And so do y'all out <laughs> there. So I've never been to Courtney's house. 
but I know she got that thing on the back of her door. Just like I know that all y'all got the, that thing on the back of y'all door. The reason being so you can see what they see. You know, and many of y'all will actually, I know I'm not, not y'all, I know no one listening to this show does it. I'm talking about the other people out there. They will actually wear certain things, and then based on what they see when they turn around and look back, ain't that what Beyonce says? Look back at it, some some stupid crap like that. Look, looking, looking nice, some dumb, you know what I'm saying, some stupid stuff. But that's what y'all do. You know, y'all want to see what they see, and so, I'll, and I'm not knocking that because you know I want to make sure I leave out the house looking presentable too. But at the same time. You just want to do it with the understanding that if he sees you in a certain light, that's going to cause him to treat you in a certain manner that's all, that's not going to revolve around anything but sex, okay? Nothing but sex. Sex, 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 and more sex. <clears throat> and then, but you, but you know, the problem with that is even though you get the full-length mirror to see what they see, to look a certain way, you still want to be viewed respectable. You still want to be a wife. So you don't want to do that. You don't want to steal. Don't steal. Don't play with his emotions. Don't interact with him under false pretenses because it will not have a positive result for how he'll view you, and it won't have a positive result for how God will view you. Gosh, I love the Bible. I mean, who who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? You know what I mean? Like, who would have thought you'd be able to get all that? Who would have thought you'd be talking about the full-length mirror from the Ten Commandments? The people not listening tonight, they thought it was going to be some type of boring sermon that they were used to hearing on Sunday. They don't know who, you know what I mean? Would you believe there's some people out there who have actually never listened to the show, Courtney? You know, people who are on my friends list, who are on your friends list, people who are even in the group that have never actually clicked on the link just because... I don't even know. I can't imagine why anybody wouldn't. But you see what I'm saying? Is that is that not crazy? That is crazy. And the group and the friends of the Date on Tober show group and don't listen? Wow. It's crazy. I see a call on the line from the 773 area code. Welcome. I, I totally forgot about the phone line. I, I apologize. I'm, I'm just, you know, in my little zone here. Uh, but, no, 773-236. Welcome to the Date on Tober show. Hi. I'm sorry. Hi. Oh, hello, welcome. Yeah, I'm here. Well, first of all, I was going to say, my name's Tiffany. I follow you on Facebook, and I try to follow you as much as I can online when I can make it. And I love your teachings. Ever since I heard you talk and listen in, I've learned a lot. But I just had to say, I, I, had, I had laughed because you talked about the mirror on the door. Oh, <laughs> I don't you, have one on the door. Where, where I have a mirror over my dresser. Okay, and you and you can see your whole the whole body? I can't see my whole body on my on my dresser, but I was I, I found myself literally I was standing on top of the bed and I was <laughs> turned sideways and I was starting to imagine what what would a man liking me? Because sometimes I think I, I would have to look a certain way to attract a certain guy, and probably I would just I'd just get tired of waiting. So, wow, yeah. how's that working out for you? <sighs> I'm still holding on, but it's. I, get, I do get a little weak sometimes where to the fact where I, I don't even want to go on dates because I go on dates, I just might, you know, slip because the type you, of guys I attract. You said you just might slip? 
Yeah, or jumping to the end. Slip out, you mean like sexually? Yeah. Uh, I respect. Let me just tell you something real quick. I respect you. I don't know you or anything about you, but you have a nice spirit. You know, you have a humble spirit. You have a nice, I can hear it in your voice, you know, you, you want love and, you know, and, and you're doing the right thing by following me on Facebook, by listening to this show. But not only that, by calling into the show and being able to put yourself, you, you, what you just said is, is what thousands of people who are listening now and will be listening over the next couple of days and, you know, to the archives are all thinking. Just like, just like I knew Courtney had that mirror. Just like I knew, you stand up on the chair, on the bed. Everybody does that. All women do it. But very few people have the courage to actually call in and admit it. So you're already on the right path. And, and just know that um, you don't have to do those things to attract a man. Just be yourself, and your spirit is what's going to really attract those guys. What do you think about yeah. that? I love it. I'm still listening. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm still holding on. Where you from? Where right you now, from? I'm, I'm I'm actually from Chicago, Chicago area. Oh man, so you and Courtney be standing on the cha- on the table together? <laughs> That's your BFF, Courtney. Y'all could y'all could have her over. Just tell her, look, you ain't got to stand on the bed. You could just come over to my crib. I got the I got the one on the back of the door. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but shout out to her, man. What's that? Tiffany. She's her name was. Mm-hmm. She said Tiffany. Yeah, Tiffany. Yeah, shout out to her, man. Now I, I respect that though. I think I think everybody can agree. She sounded very nice, very very warm spirit. You know what I mean? And that's real. Don't but you know, like she said, how many women, Courtney, over the years have we heard even allude to, forget even say it, but even allude to going out on dates and ended up having sex? I mean, very few, right? Right. Mm-hmm. The reality is everybody does it. Okay. More often than not, men will get sex on the first night, like she just said. And I really do respect, I have the hot, nothing but respect for anybody who will actually admit, hey, look, yeah, I was a hoe, but guess what? I'm listening to this show. I'm getting these counseling services. I'm in the Bible because I don't want to be a hoe anymore. I want to put God first. I want to be a woman of God. I want to be a virtuous woman. I want to change my life. I want to stop being a freak. There's nothing wrong with that. The problem is when you know what you're doing is wrong, but you continue doing it. It's never too late to do the wrong thing. And so use her as an example. And even if you don't want to press one, but you know you're standing up on the bed, stand up on the table trying to see what that booty looks like in them jeans, you know that even after looking at that booty in them jeans and you're attracting certain guys and you end up giving your body to those guys, you know you can relate to exactly what she just said. Yo, add yourself to the each woman group, all uh, all women group, specifically for sharing stories like that, the sisterhood, and, you know, just building that bond. And, you know, and, and if you, you want to change, you know, it's never too late to reach out for counseling. You know, I've, I've worked with a number of women, you know, like that, you know, women who used to be hoes, who are no longer hoes, or in fact now wives, you know, call me. Don't. It's not a gimmick. It's not a game. You guys know what I do. You know, reach out for help and um, and get that testimony, you know. I mean, how much more time do you guys want to waste? You want to be a wife or you want to be single, you know, out there in the club and having sex and, you know, it's no need to. So I say all that to say um, don't steal. It all goes back to stealing, what the word says about stealing, manipulating, you know, uh, in fact, bearing false witness. 
Let's go in the same direction with that. Do not bear false witness against your neighbor. Don't make up lies. Don't gossip. Don't be envious. Don't be jealous. You know? It says, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male or female servant, nor his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Well, a lot of people say, well, look, I'm good. My my neighbor doesn't even have a donkey. <laughs> really? Yo, man. Kevin Hart, who? Yo, I should go into comedy, man. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into stand up, man. Y'all know I'm funny, man. <laughs> oh man. No, you said no, but seriously, it's not even about a donkey. It's not about a servant. But here's the thing: Have y'all ever seen someone, you know, and said, "Wow." They have love. Why don't I have love? But not just not out of a congratulatory standpoint, but from a envious standpoint, from a judgmental standpoint. You're saying, mm, she got a weave. I, I listen to Data on. He talking about, you know, men don't like weaves, but she got a man, and you know, she. I know, I know for a fact, she having sex, and they had. He hit it on the first night, and now they married. So what what you talking about, Mr. Dadon, D Dad? <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't even know how to say my name, Tom. How you gonna play me? You don't even know how to say my name. <laughs> Weirdos out here, man. Like some of the people, the biggest haters, they like Dadon, D Dad. <laughs> oh my gosh, ask D Dad. Ain't asking you nothing. <laughs> but no, that's how they be. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they will they will be mad at God for being because they're envious of somebody else's relationship and the fact that and then it, that will even cause them to lose faith in God. So the problem with that is is that you're not you're not following the word. You know, you're not following the word. You're saying, Well, hold on. You know, I'm I'm actually envious. I'm I'm coveting what someone else has. You know, it's not necessarily my neighbor, but it's my coworker. It's my frenemy, my associate. You know, that chick. You know, and that's not that's what this is all about right here. Somebody say, "Well, I didn't know it meant that." Well, that's what it means. It says not his his ox, his donkey, his female servant, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Hey, look, a lot of y'all were coveting uh, and envious of uh, Sherry Shepherd. You know, she had that big wedding and everything looked good, and she's sitting up there on the view bragging and da 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 with that her nose up in the air. Now look at it; she's back to crying herself to sleep every night. You see what I'm saying? What's the Kim Kardashian? Oh my gosh, she got married in Italy to Kanye West. Oh my gosh, she rented out the whole stadium and proposed to her. Oh whoop de do. Yeah, okay. Well, let's see how that's going in two years from now for. You know. A lot of y'all were envious when she married Chris Humphreys, you know. But remember, Ray J hit it first. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm tripping. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. He did, though, you know. And that's the thing. You know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. But at the same time, don't think that you're still not being viewed as that man's trash. You see what I'm saying? Some, and you guys got to follow me here. I know I'm jumping around, but y'all really got to follow me. 
<clears throat> a lot of times people are putting themselves up on, or they're putting people up on a pedestal saying, oh, wow, she has that. But how do you know that's actually a blessing? You see what I'm saying? It might not be. Everything that glitters isn't gold. You don't know what she does at nighttime. You don't know what he does when he goes out of town. So, yeah, you're envious of someone or something that might not even be meant for you to have. God might have something totally better for you, but you want what she has, and you wonder why you're not getting blessed. You want something that's not even all that great. So, and be careful, because sometimes God will give you what that person has. And then you wonder, well, dang, where's my blessing? Well, no, no, that's your blessing. You wanted what she has, now you got it. You just didn't realize that's what she had. She think about that, Courtney. That's deep. That's deep. I'll admit, I, I've um, been guilty of doing that. And it's just it, that being, just being envious and just looking at what other people have, and um, it just really just comes from not being thankful for what you do have and not really knowing and appreciating the journey, you know, that, you know, God has you on. Right, right. That's true. That's true. I mean, that's basically it, guys. I mean, there's more to it. You know, somebody asked me earlier today, said, well, you know, what what you going to talk about tonight? Like, how are you going to approach it? I said, well, look, you got to tune in to find out. And, you know, basically, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Hopefully you guys learned something. I mean, I'm not, like I said, I'm no biblical scholar, but, you know, I know what the Word says, and I know, I definitely know about relationships. I know about dating, and, you know, I know about the entertainment industry, and, you know, so much stuff that, obviously, that you guys, that we've talked about tonight, you see the, the relevance, and hopefully you guys were maybe, hopefully learned something, or maybe were, were, were able to see something from a different perspective than you might you know what I'm saying, might not have in the past. I do want to touch briefly on these uh, couple of these pop quizzes, you know what I mean? In fact, real quick, before we get off the Ten Commandments, I'm just looking at this last scripture. It's just, I'll just finish it off. It says, when the and this is so when uh, Moses was, uh, you know, was doing his thing, it says, when the people saw the thunder and lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance. And said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us or we will die. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. The people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. So I want you guys to take from that. I mean, even as and this, the Bible is really so, it's it's amazing actually because time and time and time again, these people were, were just like psychos. I mean, they would just hear the word of God. They would see God themselves and still continue to sin and still not have faith and still do the exact opposite of not what the word. We have the word. They actually had God back and they had God talking directly to Moses, Moses telling them exactly what God said directly, and they still would sin right to God's face, and he was like right there. And so uh, it's crazy, and we will do the same thing, you know what I mean, and and then wonder why we're, we're, we're not being blessed. And so I would just say really aside from all that, one, thank God for, for grace, 
Okay, thank God for for being you know for dying on, Jesus Christ for dying on His cross for our sins, so that we do not have to, you know, meet the same death that a lot of these people did back in the day because they sinned. But aside from that, use tonight's show and this information as a blueprint on how to change your life. You know, how to live your life, but more importantly, how to change your life. Because none of us are perfect. There are things that even in today's show, I've listened to and said, wow, I need to change. Courtney, I mean, the whole list, she needs to change. You feel what I'm saying? You, you guys out there, there's certain things that you can pick apart and change. So, but yeah, anyway, Courtney, what do you think about these pop quiz? you think we should do a couple? Yeah, let's go. Now, if you guys um, haven't already, if you're not familiar, add yourselves over into the uh, Friends of the Daydon Tolbert Show group. And also, before I forget, I told you guys before, in the, over the next month or so, I'm going to be at, uh, doing more Ask Daydon Advice uh, video blogs. So tonight, before you go to sleep, subscribe to my YouTube channel. There are about 30 videos on there from the last five years um, check you know check them out if you haven't seen them already. YouTube dot com slash Astadon. We're gonna bring back Astadon advice Mondays from back in the day where every Monday I would hit y'all with a you know with a different video blog. We're gonna get back to that. I know Courtney's gonna be doing some video blogs as well, and um, so yeah, it's gonna be some good stuff. So I would say definitely um, just you know add yourselves uh, or subscribe subscribe to my uh, my YouTube channel YouTube dot com slash Astadon. All right, do it, do it now, now, um, and so and we'll and like that's another thing I'm gonna be doing. Like we're gonna be a lot of these pop quizzes. I'm just gonna take them straight to YouTube, you know, so you guys can actually like I'm not gonna do a whole show on them, but I might just do, you know, like I'll do the thread and then I'll just do a little video blog and just post it so you guys can see the actual correct answers, the best way to handle some of these situations. So it's gonna be good, man. The future is definitely bright. Look out for some good information coming come forward. But today, um, I asked two questions. I asked, how do you know? In fact, let me pull up. Uh, I want to pull up the thread so I can see some of these. Some of these answers were pretty good. Um, how, do you, what, how do you know when a man is truly interested in building a future with you? You know, that was the, um, that was a good one. Courtney, what, throw, throw some of them out there. What, what are some ways that you can know? I said that he, uh, when he proposes to you, um, and everything flows smoothly, it's, it's without you having to hint. It just happens. Now, Courtney, that wasn't the first thing you said, was it? No, I think I said something else. I don't remember the first thing I said. Oh, I said he mentioned he brings up the five-year plan. That was the first thing I said. Right. Exactly. Let's let's go through some of these. I want to talk about the five year plan, and I wanted to clarify because that's a good answer. Okay, that's not a bad answer that Courtney gave, but it's not necessary. It's it's not necessarily a, a a sign. It can be because like when I brought up the five year plan with my wife, it absolutely was a sign that I planned on marrying her. So it's not a bad answer, it's not an incorrect answer because that will be the case when a man is truly feeling you, but it doesn't necessarily have to. Because what happens, Courtney, if you're dealing with a psycho, an OG player, if you will, like myself back in the day, who's hip to the game, and he brings it up, but with false pretenses. He brings it up mm. with bad intentions. What then? Okay. I see what you're saying. 
You see what I'm saying? What if he's a pimp and knows the game and says, yo, so uh, what's your five years? Like, where do you see yourself in five years? He's not necessarily viewing you in that way, but he's, you know what I'm saying, he's still familiar with different techniques to put you into a mind frame of thinking that he's viewing you in that way. You know what I mean? But 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 definitely, but but be clear. I know what Courtney meant. Courtney was def. That's a it's a right answer. And when you are dealing with the man that God has for you, understand he absolutely will ask you about your five year plan, and he will do the second part of Courtney's answer and put that ring on layaway. He will go ahead and purchase it, and he committed. I think Kiani said he. Great answer by Kiani said he will com- uh he will Im- uh where is it at? Basically he'll commit. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Uh what else we got here? Let me go uh who said this? Terry said he is clear in communicating his interest in me. He will not cause confusion. Excellent answer. Mm-hmm. He will be clear. He will be clear, he will be concise, there will be no BS, there'll be no beating around the bush. There will be no games. There will be no lies, no confusion. It will, look, it's like, look, I'm interested in you. Let's build this future. This is what I want to do with you. I want to meet, introduce you to so-and-so. I want to take you here. You know, let's go ahead and do this. Let's make these plans. And, it, you know, it will flow. If you're not, if it's not flowing, then he don't want you. Uh, what else? Ah, Terry, Terry is, she was on point today. He said he tells you. To change your Facebook status to in a relationship. Wow. What's the importance of that, Courtney? Because it's claiming that person and showing that person off to the public. It's not a secret. You know? Because a lot of guys, I should say a lot, but some men will be in relationships, but you notice they won't necessarily have the status, the, you know, the um, pages linked. Like, that's suspect to me. People say Facebook's not a big deal, but I think it is to claim someone and show them to the world. Look, let me tell you all this. If you, if your relationship, and I don't care, I don't care who disagrees, I don't care if people have a problem, I'm telling you all straight up, listen to me when I tell you this. If your relationship is not listed on Facebook, it ain't official. And 99.9% of the time, you're getting played. Trust me on that. It's not official until it's listed on Facebook. And the reason being, and we've talked about this before, the reason for that is because when you look at Facebook, he's got his family, he's got his friends, he often has his coworkers, he's got past exes, he's got jump-offs. Basically, everybody that people knows is connected to him on Facebook. You know it and I know it. Everybody. And so if you are special in his life, he is going to you know, be with you, not only be with you, but introduce you, not to certain people in real life, but actually put you out there and claim you to the world, to millions. Okay, If he's not doing that, you have to ask yourself, why is he not doing that? You have to ask yourself, what is his, what's he hiding? Who is he hiding? Who doesn't he want to know about me? Because you know who's on his friends list. You see the women there. You may not necessarily come out and ask them, like, well, okay, who is she to you? Or, you know, like, who's that? Well, you have your answer if he's not putting you out there, if he's not introducing you to them in that way. You go to my Facebook Facebook page, you see my wife, you see my daughter, 
you see my family. You, I'm a pretty open guy. I mean, you, you could probably look at me and follow my posts and get a pretty good idea of how I spend my time, what I like to do, you know, who I like to do it with. I mean, it's pretty, you know, straightforward. You're not going to see, oh, he's a single guy or he, like, you're going to see my family. So my point is that's what it's going to look like when someone is feeling you, when someone has a, you know, a, a an interest in committing to you and building a future with you. If he's not doing that, then, I mean, bottom line, you're getting played. So, you know, and, and, and understand, let's be clear, there will always be a reason. There will always be some type of justification or rationalization. Why? Oh, nah, I got this chick from her. She's a stalker, so I just don't like people in my business. So I'm just not I'm not into Facebook. No, nah, man, Facebook is corny. That, that's the, you know, people like to be in your business, and I'm not, I'm a private guy. Da, 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 da. It's all BS. It's all, trust me, he's playing you. Every man knows it. I know it. You should know it by now. He's playing you. If you're dealing with a man, and he's not putting you on. I'm telling you right now, delete him out your phone. Tell him not to call you. He's playing you, and he's having sex with other women. Trust me when I tell you that. Right, I guarantee it. Now, so shout out to Terry for that one. Uh, what else? Um, again, Terry, great one. He takes time throughout his busy day to call just to talk to you. Excellent. These are all things that I, you know, we've talked about. You know what I mean? It's great to see that people are regurgitating them. You know, and and. Passing these tests with, with with flying colors, he will. Do, it won't be a just. Oh yeah, I'm too busy, or I can't call, or you know what I'm saying. Let me just text, or I hit her up on Facebook. No, he's gonna make time for you. You know uh, what else? Katrina, shout out to her. Another great, uh, you know, great individual who's made made you know a lot of progress. Seen a huge change over the last couple of years. Shout out to her. She says he makes plans with you on a Friday night. Now, you guys, we've talked about that. She says sex isn't a part of the conversation when you do talk. The the key thing, and you guys heard us talk about this on this past Friday night, is that, you know, um, Friday night, you know, that's a club night. That's the, the, the number acquisition night. I got most of my numbers on Friday nights. Why would you chill with a woman on a Friday night when you could go out and, and meet five new women on a Friday night? I mean, it's... it's I mean, that's the player logic, right? It doesn't make sense. But as Katrina said so eloquently, he makes plans with you on a Friday night, which tells you, hey, he's not interested in meeting new numbers on a Friday night, you know, or getting new numbers or meeting new women on a Friday night. He's already got the one number that he needs. So a lot of women say, oh, I'm going. I, oh, I got a date on Sunday night. Oh, we go. We getting together on Wednesday. What the heck does that mean? That ain't that doesn't mean anything, you know. In fact, it's a red flag to be honest with you. So you know, just be careful of that because Friday's night, Saturday night is the date night. You know what I mean? That's the uh, uh, other than that, you know, is 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 he's you know usually trying to pull a fast one. What else we got here? Um, let's see what else, Corey? What else can we put on here? I mean, people. Posting stuff on my timeline, man. I've asked people not to do that. Now, you see what I'm saying? What else? What else? What other good advice? Uh, what other ways to know if somebody is feeling you, Courtney? Um, I can't think of. Come on, Courtney. Well, what about what about meeting his friends? There you go. And family. 
Yeah. There you go. Survey says. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I must. No, shout out to Steve Harvey, man. Steve Harvey. Now, see, yeah, people think, oh, you a hater. No, I'm not a hater. Steve Harvey is a funny host of that show. I've watched that show my whole life, and he's probably the best host of Family Feud that they've had so far. And so I think, I mean, that's like I tell y'all, man, I'm not a hater. Steve is really good, and that's his lane. You know what I mean? Not stand-up comedy, not relationship advice, but just, you know, situational type of stuff like that. Like, that's where, you know, I feel like he's best at. But um, you know, even even Steve's talk show isn't um, isn't horrible. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem with that. But it's like when you try to get it, you know, go outside of your lane and, and give, you know, start speaking into people's lives about stuff, that's, you know, that's where I take take a little bit of offense. Uh, but yeah, uh, Katrina, excellent advice. Who else, man? Um, trying to see who else. Tiffany says, "What if he's in the divorce process?" Well, I I'd say that would be a red flag. Uh, what else here? Uh, see, see who else gave some good answers. Courtney asked about the five-year plan. Kiani says he'll commit. Um, Janelle says when he tells you the plans he has for you, that's a failure right there. That's not that's that's not you know if you notice that didn't get the thumb up that's see a lot of times women get caught up in what he's saying you know he tells you this it has nothing I said asking about a five year plan doesn't mean anything without action when he tells you something that doesn't mean anything if he doesn't back up those words with action all right. Um, what else? And this is shout out to Andrea. She says, uh, she says, no clue. I'm just being honest. Hey, let me give that the thumb up real quick. I didn't get a chance to, but I respect that. You know, there are a lot of women out here who are just out here fronting. There are a lot of women here who are perpetrating as if they know what men want, as if they know what it looks like when in reality they've never been in love. You know, how you been somebody's jump off, how you been in and out of relationships with men who didn't really value you but then claiming to know what it looks like when you're truly being taken seriously. If you don't know, you don't know. Most women don't know. So participate in these threads. Follow these threads. Listen to the show because you don't know, and that's how you learn. You know, but I respect that. I respect that. You know, hey, look, I, I don't know. You know, I respect, the, I respect the other young woman called in earlier to the show. Hey, hey, look, yeah, I, I slip up sometimes. Sometimes I slip up, and, you know, I let them fall up in me. You know what I mean? So it is what it is. Just don't do it anymore. Nothing wrong with that. You're somebody's jump off. Hey, tonight's the last night. That's it. So it is what it is. I've had women tell me through private counseling, hey, look, I had sex earlier tonight, but, you know, I didn't, I wanted to, you know, keep this session because I don't like how I feel. You know, I've listened to your show after having sex, after coming home. I just turned on your show to the archives at 2 in the morning and cried myself to sleep. You know, because I wanted to change. Hey, that's what you need to do. Nothing wrong with that. You know, I respect that. What I don't respect is people making excuses for doing the same thing that's led to them being in uncomfortable circumstances. You know what I mean? So there's that. Latanya. Latanya, let me give her a thumb up. She says, he will bring you to church. Excellent answer. That's That's rare. That's rare because church is another one of those places where you get to be seen by millions. 
You know, you walk in those doors, everybody turns around. You got somebody on. You can't fake that because guess what? Somebody knows somebody that knows somebody, and the people are going to talk. And if you're an OG player, you never do stuff like that. You never take the women to church, you know, because that would mean, you know, you, you publicly linking yourself to someone, which, you know, it's not the end of the world, but it's just unnecessary drama that you probably don't need. So why do it? But if that man is bringing you to church, of all the other things he could be doing with you, but he's bringing you to church, you, you, you know, I mean, nothing's a hundred percent. But chances are, you—that's probably a man who's who has a, uh, you know, some genuine interest in you. You ever had a guy take you to church, Courtney? Nope, not at all. Mm-mm. Hey, it is what it is. That's cool. You know, most women have it. You know, I think my wife uh, had it at one point. I think she said uh, I was the first guy that she, uh, you know, that took her, to, uh, went to church with, I believe. You know, it's a lot of, you know, not. it's a very few uh, amount of men out here who, <clears throat> who who go to church at all, but then more, you know, who, who actually go to church with you and pray with you and, and you know, and, and praise with you. So a lot of good answers here. I would just, I mean, I don't have anything to add to it. I mean, these are all answers that, you know, I've given at, at one point or another, stuff we've talked about. So just really refreshing to see so many women who not only um, have heard the information, who understand the information, are able to give back the information, but also who are not afraid to take a chance and be wrong, you know, or, or give an incorrect answer. Because we're all learning. It's all, a, you know, we're all works in progress in some area, you know, so... Don't be afraid of these threads. You know, if you didn't do, as I always say, if you didn't do as well as you would like to have done, then um, that's cool. Just just reach out for help, and we can talk about it privately. And You know what I mean? And um, make sure you have that. Because this is, it's all, you're going to go through this stuff eventually. You know what I'm saying? Like at some point, you're going to have to know how to know when a man is viewing you in a serious manner. You're going to have to know what red flags to look for. So why go through on-the-job training when you can actually get a blueprint for how to conduct yourself and exactly what to look for? You know what I mean? It only makes sense to, you know what I mean, to uh, to do that. Uh, what else though? Let's talk about before we get up out of here tonight. Put a put an exclamation point on tonight's, uh, you know, in my opinion, one of my favorite shows that we've done so far. I wasn't sure how it was going to turn out. Talking about the Old Testament, talking about the Ten Commandments, but. I think we did pretty well, but let's talk a little bit about some of the biggest red flags, Courtney, to look out for when getting to know someone. What are some some red flags? Um, conversations about sex. Let's um, stop right there. That's the, okay, yeah, that's, okay. that's all right. Yeah, because I want to talk about that. That's huge. Excellent. That's I mean, ladies. A lot of times people think that's a turn on. Like oh yeah, ooh, ooh, let's talk about sex. Ooh, let me get you know my panties off. I mean, I'm just saying, keep it real. That's what you you laughing? That was funny. <laughs> the way you said it, it was funny. The heck? No, I mean it. It's true though. Some people get turned on by that, men and women. But don't. And I'm just and I get it. Don't get it twisted. I've you know done all that stuff back in the day. But what I'm saying is, don't confuse a man being excited to talk to you about sex. Don't get that confused with him being excited and passionate about being with you in a relationship. A man will talk about sex with you. You know, that's actually nothing. 
you know, but if, you know, unless he's passionate about building a future and going out with you and even talking about God with you, it's all BS. So, um, excellent, though. What else? Uh, I don't know what Vanessa's talking about. She says, be more attentive to the person. I think she, she misread the question or something. But that is a, you know, good point, though, but wrong thread. But Courtney says, uh, any level of uncertainty about where this is going. All right. Did you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, because um, I did, I did some reflection, you know, self reflection, just um, in dating situations and um, getting to know somebody. It was like I would feel like, well, okay, what are we doing here? You know, we're spending all this time together. You know, I like you. I think you like me. But, like, what are we doing? I'm not really so sure about how you feel about me. So anytime there's, like, questions or any type of confusion, that's a red flag, and that means that their man isn't taking you seriously. He's not feeling you. Because if he was, you'd know. Right. Exactly. God is not a God of confusion, doubt, or uncertainty. So if you have uncertainty about where the relationship is going, then it's obviously clearly a red flag, but... Definitely not the man that God has for you um, Christy, shout out to her Excellent answer Answer says uh, Texting only and not calling by phone That is a huge red flag Something that you, if you see it See the problem with it is everyone sees red flags You see the red flag But you choose to still continue In the dating situation In the relationship situation And then you wonder why it ultimately blows up It's like if you see smoke Guess what? Fire isn't far behind. Don't just see smoke and ignore it, thinking it's not going to be a problem. You know, if you see a red flag, don't just keep talking to him. Don't just keep dating him. You know, you got to keep it moving. You know, um, Siobhan says, not taking you anywhere. Excellent answer. If all, all your dates, all your time revolves around the crib, you know, even or even phone conversations. If he doesn't actually go anywhere with you, not just you know chilling with you. See, a lot of guys want to chill with you because they think that the chilling is going to lead to sex. But and in most cases it does. But you know, if he's not passionate about going places with you, building memories with you, being seen with you, he ain't feeling you. All right. Vanessa says, not meeting their close friends and family. Excellent answer. You know, if he if you haven't met anybody, if he's, I mean, but really close friends. You know, close friends is the, you know, it's huge because, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, even more so than family in many cases. See, family usually comes after you have the friend's approval. And anybody who thinks that having a a, a woman having a man's friend's approval is not important doesn't understand how men think because if we you know if we're going to take you seriously we're going to inquire about you like one of the first things I did yo oh what's up man let me uh I want you to meet somebody her name is Danny I want you to see what you think about her man give me that that holy discernment that you got going on for you. let me know what the deal is you know what I'm saying and oh shot <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah, he'll he'll tell me. He's definitely told me. But he said, "Look, he said, look, you got a winner." He said, "God told me you got a winner." I said, "Cool." 
I say, am I? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hit the Denzel Washington on the, you know what I'm saying? Alonzo. Am I? All right. No, um, oh, that's an inside joke between you. <laughs> oh, seriously, man. Ocean's my homie, though, man. Now, he'll, he'll tell you. He'll be like, look, man, you know, she's not the one. But, no, he uh, was my best man at the wedding, so, you know, definitely, uh, you know, definitely knows the deal. Uh, what else, though? Uh, close friends and family. What else we got? <laughs> Terry said he picks his nose in. Part. To- Terry's a psycho, man. <laughs> she should go into comedy, too. <clears throat> she says he's spiritual and not religious. Excellent. You know, I don't buy all that spirituality without being religious. No, you don't have to be religious. But if you, you know what I'm saying, we talked about it. If you're not passionate about, you know, going to church on a regular basis and finding a church home, then chances are you ain't spiritual either. Let's just let's just cut the crap. Let's keep it real. Uh, what else? Um, let's see who else has some good answers, has some psycho answers on here. But, ah, Terry again. He asks for pictures. Excellent answer. Yes. If you guys missed our three-hour special on sexting, you, who, who heard the sexting special? You remember that show, Courtney? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was a classic show done by myself and Courtney on sexting where we talked about video mail, picture mail, you know, seductive text, uh, sexual innuendo. We talked about the effects of it. We talked about what it looks like, you know, how men will view you as a result. A lot of cell phone porn out here, you guys. A lot of freaks out here. I'm tired of seeing my Facebook friends butt naked, been over the, you know what I'm saying? People are saying, well, what do you mean? Why are you seeing it? Nah, because men just, it circulates. <clears throat> men are passing y'all stuff around in the barbershops. They're forwarding. Like, I'm on people's, like, they'll, you know, like on your cell phone, you can have a group. You have, like, a group of people, like church folk or other, you know what I'm saying, whatever. I guess I'll be in people's groups, and they'll just be sending stuff out. I'm like, yo, what the heck? That's so-and-so. Like, yo, that, what the heck? That's Aaron right there on the day. I, I, I didn't mean to see Aaron's, you know. No, I'm just playing. Aaron doesn't do that type of stuff. <laughs> Trying to play her. No, it's like, no, Aaron is cool. But seriously, guys, stop sending the uh, the cell phone porn, you know, because it it, it only will spread. You know, if a guy asks you for pictures, he's absolutely not feeling you. You know, so it doesn't doesn't mean anything. Um, we say, what else? Ah, now Aaron Aaron had an interesting kind of pick on Aaron today. She said he asks about piercings or tattoos in regards to red flags. There's nothing a red that's a red flag about that because remember that's something that all men are going to do. As I said on the post. If a man asks you, you know, and, and he will ask you, you know, in fact, it'll be one of the first things he asks you because that's going to matter. And I hate to, I don't want to, you know, make anyone uncomfortable, but, you know, I don't care about that. But if you have, like, a tattoo on your face, you know, like, or a tattoo, like, you know, someplace blatant that would cause us to not be able to bring you around our mom, well, guess what? We need to know that up front. So before I even think about taking you out or even getting your number, I need to know, like, yo, do you have a tattoo? Do you have, like, the Eve paw prints on your boobs? You know what I mean? Like, let me know so I could just delete your number now. 
because I can't bring you to Thanksgiving dinner with you with the with the with the paw prints. You know, so that's that's a that's not a red flag. That is, although I know what she meant, I had, I know what along the line she was thinking, but that's actually something that we like. If you have your nipples pierced. I'm not necessarily asking because I want to see them. I want to know if you're a freak, and I can just know, all right, do I need to try to, you know, am I going to try to smash or am I going to actually, you know, I need to know what I'm going to do with you. You know, one of the things that, the one of the few things that Steve Harvey and I actually agree on is that he will actually tell you is that, and I say all the time, that we know what we want. Like when a man meets you, he's going to put you in a one of two categories. He's either going to be wife or hoe. So a lot of times the tattoos a lot of times the piercings, that's going to determine or help with the determination of what category you go into. So uh, not necessarily a red flag, but I think what he's like, what she was thinking more so was, you know, a guy asking it, you know, like, it's, it's, I'll put it like this. It's already, it's not a red flag, but it's going to be a result of other red flags. Like after he's already put you into the whole category, that's when he's going to start asking about the tattoos or piercings or, oh, can I see them? Or, you know, he, he's, that's, you know what I mean? He's just going to try to exploit them. He's going to try to use them as a target for something, if you guys catch my drift. Uh, what else here? Um, Courtney says, conversations about sex. Um, after I said, what about conversations? So she basically just took my answer and, and made her own. Thanks, Courtney, for that. No, Did you no. want to elaborate Wait, on my answer? Can I clarify that? No, let Please. me clarify that. You said what about sex. You didn't say conversations about sex. I just added like two more words to say where you right. were going with that. So, right, you added two more words to my original <laughs> statement. I say no one mentioned sex. Courtney says conversations about sex. Really? Really, Courtney? And then people gave it the thumbs up. Hold, wait, hold on. Why did, why did, why did, uh, hold on, let me just go back here. Oh, five, did people just give it thumbs up in the last two seconds? It just, you know, what the heck? Aaron, Vanessa, and two others gave it the thumbs up, but then didn't give my comment the thumbs up when I say no one mentioned sex. Oh, my gosh, man. Y'all see what I had to go through? My she homie. gets all the credit for my answer. But, it, no, I'm just messing around. No, that's all, but that's a good answer. If your conversations revolve around sex, then he's, clearly not viewing you in a sexual manner. He's just trying to smash. Latanya says he has a bad temper. Excellent. Very uh that is a red flag. Definitely a red flag. Uh you know, if he's a psycho, if he grips you up, you know, makes you eat the cake, you know what I mean? That's that would be considered <laughs> a red flag. Um uh what else here? Okay. Um if he has now Kiana says if he has a bad relationship with his mother or other family members, I wanted to touch on that, and I actually I said on uh, online here that a man's relationship with his mom doesn't necessarily have anything to do with how he treats his woman. And I say ne- necessarily. It could. I mean, if he beats his mom, then, you know, he probably that's probably not the man for you. It's probably not going to work out too well for you if he beats his mom. But... You guys have to understand that sometimes people just don't have good relationships with their parents. I mean, maybe their mom was a psycho. Maybe their dad was never around. Maybe they just have issues that they're struggling with, that they are working through. 
but it's just not there yet. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean they don't want it to be. It doesn't mean it's their fault. It just means it's just not there. So maybe at that time when he meets you, you know, he's just not on good terms. Does that necessarily mean?